Miyoko with um, Q Diddy, Will, Jeremy, those crew. Um, and actually just prior, and we were just ripping around riding. It, it wasn't actually a big pal year. We weren't riding heaps of pal. We were kind of riding like a, it was almost springy from what I remember. Kind of riding park and jibbing around, you know, like just free riding as we do, riding the lifts. Not what everyone associates a Japan trip with, though. But no, no, no. But yeah, yeah. Well, it was it wasn't epic pal at that point. Um, and then anyway, just but just prior to the Nippon Open that year, I got a um, <clears throat> a call up from uh, Blotto, who is a, a photographer, a burden photographer. Yep. And I think I'd maybe I'd linked up with him somehow earlier I, I can't even remember how it happened but anyway I get a call up from Blotto and he's like hey we're we're shooting around here you should come down and hang out for the day um you know if you want to and I was like oh yeah for sure like roll down and so <clears throat> me and um one of the Japanese crew actually a mate of Jeremy's and that he drove me down there and um turns out it's uh <clears throat> Blotto Jeff Anderson and Giggy no way. Yeah. The, the original uninked dudes, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, I think at that point, they were, it was pre-uninked, I think, seven. They mm. were riding sevens. Yeah, definitely riding sevens. Yeah. Still like the Raven, potentially. Oh, man. Or maybe the, the like, um, you know, five, five oh, plus yeah. two. Yeah. One. Which, they're iconic collector's items now, those boards. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and I knew Jeff like quite well already through just through like um burden and hanging out with him and whistler with um trevor and yeah earlier burden shoes and he's a fucking super super nice guy super cool guy like mm. anyway and so we roll down there and they're doing this um <clears throat> we're kind of mucking around look, looking for something to do you know and they find this um there's this crazy like little creek quite a wide creek though river and so they're like oh let's do like um we're gonna do this gap jump over it and it was just a like full flat to flat <laughs> full urban steve yeah 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 pretty much and so we end up um hanging out like building a jump over and then we even had to build a little like landing tranny because it was just fully flat you know <laughs> and i i actually i had i was like still had I think all I had was like a Johan 63 or something. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't do it in the end because I was like, man, I was like, that like, was pretty big, man. It was like uh, at least like a 20 foot, like plus, yeah. slightly plus even like gap over a river. You know, mm. there was like a 15 foot drop into a cold. Yeah, fucking, yeah, a cold and like Jesus. quite, you know, only like a foot deep or something. But so they um yeah we set this up and Giggy and Jeff are doing it and it was, it was pretty cool and I've actually got like some footage I had my mini DV cam and shot like some real cool footage that no one has actually ever seen. Um, I actually reached out to Jeff's brother recently and said, "Hey man, I've got this footage. Like um I'll send it to you if you like because you know it could be cool." But mm. so anyway we. <clears throat> yeah we did this hung out and those guys yeah it was, it was cool and then we went up and like just like rode the park i think because yeah like i was saying the conditions were like pretty average it was kind of an early spring for japan and um 
but yeah, that was it's kind of imprinted in my memory, mm. especially you know for so hang, were, hanging out with Jeffy. What were Jeff and Giggy doing over the river? Oh, it was just, it was basically like just uh, it was like because it was it was big like we had to like climb up like through like a crazy little set of trees <laughs> drop in pump for like mega speed across a flat bottom and then like basically a giant ollie over oh, the right. river so it was like back ones front ones Sick. yeah Me. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah and then we and then we rode the park with those guys and yeah it was super fun and i i think i i ended up i like forgot a bunch of shit like some <laughs> goggles and stuff and <laughs> blood i contacted me later and was like yo you left all your he's like you left like your goggles and stuff here he's like he's like i just gave them to jeff because he rides for oakley anyway and so <laughs> he's like he'll hook you up later <laughs> i was like yeah all good man <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. Roundabouts. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then after that, that was just like a day trip. And then, so then we head down to the Nippon Open, which I think um, is at a place called Ishiuchi Maruyama, I think, where they ran it for a few years in um, uh, Niigata. And yeah, I think, I don't know if Will came down to that. I think Q and I definitely went down to it. Mm. And, um, Maybe maybe that was my first time. Yeah, I think that was my first time, or maybe it was my second time at the Nippon Open. I can't remember, but it was. Um, and that that was a cool event, you know, because it was. I can't. It was real cool to hit those open events like the the Nippon Open, the US Open, and the Euro Open. Mm. Were they all Burton? Yeah. Events. Yeah. So yeah. They were, and they're all TTR. Right. So like. All the you know it was it was the the top dogs were all there you know yeah so it was cool, um, but yeah anyway what happened at that year at the open um, oh yeah the, I've I've got a couple of funny stories actually from that year. <laughs> Q and I I remember one night we went night riding with I can't remember who was there fucking no weirdly enough Alex McDonald was there really yeah old Whoa. school Alex because he was like hanging out with uh, Rain Hollis kind of coaching her because she was at that at that time she Reen was like really up there in our border cross and we like randomly like bumped into Alex and he's like oh my god yo and so we're hanging out with him and we went night riding and fucking yeah had a real funny night and I'm pretty he like I think we'd like had a few beers which was funny because usually like and I'm not I do like drinking beer, I'll, I'll admit that, mm. but drinking beer and snowboarding is like never, never a thing for me. Um, I just don't like to feel a little bit wobbly when I'm snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure like, yeah, Alex like just fully like fucking snapped his board and we were all just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but we did a few like, because that, that's like the rad thing about Japan is the night riding like mm. man like pretty much most resorts you can night ride and it's just the funnest thing ever man especially like, when you get your pal night riding it's oh, just yeah fuck, yeah yeah I, I remember back in the day up in Niseko doing like night riding powder is like mm. fucking a spiritual experience basically because mm. and especially because you're like cutting off the trail into tree runs that are like not really lighted yeah yeah but but they're like half lit you know Mm. and so you're like riding through all these like shadows and dark zones Mm. like in powder at night (laughs) there was areas in the seco when i lived there that used 
in 07 08 you still weren't allowed to go to yeah but when the night yeah, yeah. comes <laughs> well yeah because supposedly um, in Japan you're actually not allowed to ride off trail mm. like you know so yeah but, yeah, well, I think the tourism, tourism department's figured out that that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I remember actually doing some night sessions with Trev. Uh, Trevor Andrew was there too, and I remember having some fun little sessions with him. I was like, at that point, I was like going through like a real <clears throat> rewind phase. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Front rewind. Pro- probably, sure. yeah, inspired from back in the day by Ollie Brunton, and I remember going like, man these are just so fun yeah mm. there's like a front three rewind a back one rewind and a cab three rewind Ooh. yeah <laughs> even i remember even that day with giggy I, I was doing like cab three rewinds and he was he was like oh he's like what what's that he's like it's kind of cool the <laughs> <laughs> like, wee 90s nostalgia thing <laughs> i mean you talk about rewinds like that front three rewind that ollie's got ollie run scott in his interview Still good to look at now. Oh, right. Still, yeah, I do. I was there. Yeah. holds its own. I was like sitting next to that jump and saw him do it. And at the time, it was fucking massive. Yeah. You know, and he threw like a boned out Indian after yeah. the rewind. And um, and over the bomb holes of previous huckers and shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And actually, like, I actually haven't done one for a long time, but that's kind of like on my, on my trick list that I'd like to actually like revisit. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't really spin more than three so. <laughs> I don't think I've been clever or agile enough to actually complete one I've definitely attempted them but I don't think I've actually I don't think you'd say I've ridden away from one per se yeah yeah and there, there, there's like a there's, there's, there's a little trick to it because it, you actually just like throw a little shifty in there mm. and then and then whip it back and then whip it back around like you know but it's, it looks cool and mm. it feels real good so nip on open yeah, Nippon Open. So that year we're in, you know, and fucking, uh, like the US Open, it's pretty, it's a big event, and mm. especially in Japan, because all the Japan, aspiring Japanese rappers all turn up there because it's their chance. And, you know? the, and they, they have had a huge half-pipe army of dudes back then. Oh, right? totally. And, and I guess that's the thing about the Open events, because they were, they actually were open. Mm. Anybody, anybody could enter. Yeah. Anybody could enter. There was no... You didn't have to have any points. You didn't have to have anything. Anybody could enter an open event. Yeah. And you had to face, like, prequels and then qualifiers and then there was an invited list of riders, you know. But if you were, you know, mm. it was it was anybody's chance to fucking shine, really. That's kind of cool that that was a thing. Or is... Yeah. Of, I don't know if they're... I guess the Burton Hunt has still got to be like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say it mm. probably is. I'm not sure. Like, a, a, but um, yeah, like, and you know, but obviously, you know, uh, uh, the major events these days, X Games things, you can't just go and enter those. Like, yeah. you know, and yeah, <clears throat> you know, you can't do World Cups or anything unless you're rated and kind of carded by like your national snowboard association. So that was yeah, that was we don't really, we don't even have one of those anymore. Yeah, yeah, though. that was like the really cool thing about the opens. But um. Mm. And everyone's there, you know, and so what's, yeah, the, I remember that year in particular, funny, uh, cool thing is um, when, you know, pipe, there's a couple of days practice and it's it's kind of crazy, there's people everywhere, you know, and mm. 
gnarly and you can imagine in japan so there's you know trying to go to pipe practice there's like 50 people lined up on each side of the wall Fuck, waiting yeah. to practice you know yeah for that one minute. and so you're just like oh my god like and when you know everyone's hiking we <clears throat> we never hiked <laughs> I was like, no way! Like, I'm, I'm just gonna lap it, lap the lift. <laughs> like, get a few, get a few side hits in, and you know, yeah. <laughs> on the way down, and have fun. And so, yeah, like, we're like, nah, there's no way we're hiking. But anyway, I'm, I'm kind of like standing there, looking, going like, oh my god, look at all these people. And um, someone taps me on the shoulder, basically. And it's Terrier. No and way. And he's like, hey, Kiwi. Terrier recognised you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, shit. yeah. I'd like, because I'd met him, because he, he used to come down to New Zealand like every year pretty much. Oh, right. You know, like mm. back in those days. And, and, and I'd met him on kind of a, a burden shoot and met him through Seamus and Guy, mm. you know, early, early days. And yeah, and he, he's like a fucking cool dude you know and like friendly and he's like hey kiwi he's like what are you doing and i'm kind of like dude look look at this like and he's like ah he's like follow me (laughs) 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 and so he just drops in and he's like follow close (laughs) (laughs) that's almost like an iconic like be like arnie like come with me if you want to live oh terry yeah yeah okay for sure (laughs) (laughs) and so he just like rolls in snakes everybody and I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck, okay. I'm just like rolling straight after him, you know. And all the Japanese and that are like, Terry. Oh, yeah, so you can get a pass to snake things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're with Terry, you're all good. Yeah, sweet. And be, yeah, and I'm. I think we did that a couple of times actually. And and then he, I'm. I feel like, fucking. I'm pretty sure one time he was like, you go. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck. Jesus, okay. no, no pressure, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no fucking pressure. Hell. I'm like, I got fucking Terrier up my ass. Like, I'm better. Jesus, like... did, that, did that make you automatically go that fraction higher? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, or just survival yeah, mode? I'm pretty sure. I feel like he, he maybe almost caught up to me at the end. But, <laughs> yeah. And that was, yeah, fucking. And then later on, and so they're all there, they, you know, because at those events, burden you know hooked up everybody hotel rooms and shit and i i actually wasn't we i I just did it independently i was staying in like a a japanese hostel oh yeah that i just hooked up myself you know and i'd stayed there a few times with like an old like mama san and they were like oh that was like super cool a proper old school japanese ryokan Mm. you know like tatami mats and sliding doors and shit and they were like, he was like, yo, he's like, yeah, come by the burden room later. And so I was like, yeah. So I roll up there afterwards, <clears throat> go to 7-Eleven, you know, buy, buy some beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pack of ciggies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, traveling snowboarders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some snacks. Mm. And then um, knock on the door, roll in. They're, they're all there everyone's just like lying around like kind of super chilling it's like I'm, I think DCP was there and maybe Mueller and a few crew Terrier funnily enough he was there he was like in the room with all those guys like he wasn't in his own room or anything and 
and he like tapped, tapped my bag and he's like what do you got and I was like oh some beers and and he's like oh yeah he's like let's go and so <laughs> <laughs> those guys are all just chilling like listening to music whatever this is pre you know pre cell phones and mm. laptops and and so fucking I'm like yeah okay let's roll and so we roll out and we go to the um to the Burn Japan guys room Aye. who are you know and this is like the OG like Japan guys the Burn has quite a, quite a long history in Japan and mm. I I can't remember all their names like but it's like Masanori and um this guy Narufumi like real real OG dudes who are still snowboarding and they're actually yeah they're still like involved for sure and but so we roll in there and they're just they're just all like super chilling as well but you know they're all Japanese style sitting cross-legged with their little Haizara ashtray and smoking and <laughs> so we like yeah hang out there drink some beers Terry's like oh give me those cigarettes and he um yeah mate puts together a couple of special cigarettes and <laughs> <laughs> some unique Jap- Japanese flavours yeah yeah mm. special snowboarding tobacco <laughs> and so we yeah uh, that that was that was kind of cool and so mm. yeah, spend 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 the evening with those dudes chilling out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and that's kind of that's the way it was and that's how fucking cool those events were because it was it was as much about like going to the event to compete as it was to see everybody you know like from the international snowboard crew who you didn't you'd only see like a couple of times a year Mm. and be like oh hey what up like it was a real like bro down you know like and yeah sort of made the world a smaller place yeah yeah totally people from everywhere and stuff and I'm pretty. I think Trev Trev was there that year as well, and I knew Trevor like quite well already through Whistler and stuff. And so, and I remember yeah, riding a bunch with him. Mm. And I think I did. I did a, okay that year. I never. I never placed in any of those events because it was just fucking like so gnarly. Like the level of riding, like you even like you wouldn't it, even make the semis. I maybe I made the semi-finals that year actually. Does it matter if you place if you got to snake everyone with Terry though? No, nah, not like, really. Yeah, and like I, you know, I never went with the intention of like getting a place. I just went because I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, just got to be around that whole fucking scene, you know. And, yeah, yeah, and it, and it was it was just awesome to be there, you know, and like yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, sweet. And that lead on to um, you passing through our house to go to the US Open or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Well, that that was that was that was actually. Um, that was the year after that I oh, came right. through to you guys. That was 2003. Mm. But I did that year. That's it. That was like this is it. That was this is my moment of glory, really, oh, because right. I went to the U.S. Open after that. Yeah. Um. Flew. Yeah, I think I, I probably I must have gone like straight from Japan. Um, flew into the states and over to Vermont maybe into like Boston or something fucking rented a car drove up to Vermont um hooked up with the burden crew there and 
to head down to the open. I ended up hooking up. I went and stayed with like one of my team managers. It was like uh, Dave Driscoll or Adam Moran, who was like a team manager, became like one of the like lead photographers for Burden as well. Um, and hooked up with this Canadian guy, this guy James Beach, super cool dude, who actually came down here and did a season at Snow Park uh, maybe the following year or a year later. And so, I and I always had a rental car because I did, I I hated like being stranded, yeah, in you know, gray, and gray having, having to having too. to like try and rely on people. So I was like, fuck that! I'm just, I'll just get a rental car, and mm. we'd love. I'd always get full insurance because <laughs> those guys got like pretty trashed. <laughs> like, <laughs> no roof racks. We'd just like strap the like fucking board bags onto the roof and you know like raise them hard. Mm. Ford Focuses, they were always quite good. <laughs> that was the car. Yeah, I, there's the cheap one. I wasn't renting like a Land Cruiser or anything. <laughs> Ford Focus was kind of the go-to manual. Oh, sweet, but so I hook up in Vermont, and then James is like, "Yo, we only need to ride down to the open. Like, come, let's ride, let's go together." And then, and I think that year was actually like the first year that Burton actually like got me a room. Oh yeah. Usually, I just did it off my own back, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll hook you and James. Like, you, we'll get you guys a room." And and so I was like, "Yes, sick." Like. So we rolled down open open steeds, you know, and um and I bump into I was like having a beer <laughs> in the village, which uh, apparently you're not allowed to do. Oh right, yes. <laughs> but, uh, it's a bit different to Japan where they yeah, have yeah. Like vending machines. No drinking in public. Mm. But so I'm like having a beer and the dude rolls up and he's like, Dylan, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh hey and it was um this guy Barry Dugan. And he was he was the ex like global team manager from Burden, who I'd known from a few years before. And he and he's like laughing. He's like, ah, oh, that's funny. You're like having a beer. He's like, you know, you're not allowed to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But he's like, dude. And he's like, oh, come to dinner. So I went out to dinner with him. And he was. I think he was actually not working, no longer working for Burden at that time. But he was helping to organise the event. And he was like, yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of, he's like, oh, I'm running the Invitational Quarter Pipe. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, dude, I was like, how, how do you get into that? And he's like, mm. he's like, it's, he's like, yeah, we've got, there's just like 16 riders or something. And I was like, fuck, could I do that? Because I, I loved riding quarter pipes. And, you know, and I knew I was not, not going to, you know, do well in the pipe or anything, so... And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, come ride the practice, you know. He's like, just come ride it, sweet as like. <clears throat> and so, I end up, um, I ride the practice, and then he shoulder taps me, and he's like, you're in, man. Whoa, yeah, Brad. And and who are you riding against with this in the practice? Oh, uh, okay. Name? So there's like, um, there's T Rice, Kia Dillon, Gucci, um, Roman Demarkey. Holy shit! Yeah bunch of crew yeah fucking hell that's a heavy lineup right there yeah and and it was you know it was a nighttime event and it's the east coast so it's fucking cold mm. real cold and real fucking hard mm. yeah. 
But yeah, anyway, fuck man, the the stars aligned that night, and so we and it was a jam session for like I don't know maybe like a couple of hours. So hit as much as you want, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So just just do as many as you can. Snowmobile tow back up to the top, and so I start riding it and getting the feel and just you know standard methods, mm. methods. Um, backside three, which I quite liked on the quarter pipe and nailed a few of those and then did a couple of mickeys mean which was fucking always good on a quarter pipe um and then i just i was like oh i just learned like michael chaps all right in the in the pipe so like on the backside wall for those that don't know what's a michael chuck so michael chuck is kind of roll up backside wall and you, it's basically a backside rodeo in the in the pipe, mm. and you roll off your back heels and kind of flip, so flip off your heels around and then land forwards again. So kind of back rodeo on the backside wall. Yeah, yeah. So. And so, and I'd never, I'd never even done one on a quarter pipe before, and I just fucking like was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna try it, and threw one down and fucking like just landed it. <laughs> nailed it and was like oh, yeah so, like feeling like pretty good you know and there's, there's mm. I think it's like a 30 foot high quarter pipe yeah fuck that's big for those times too eh? yeah yeah like, so and you and and like a probably like a, a 80 meter like run in oh, yeah. no speed checks yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And so, and I did, I might, might have done a couple and was like, yeah. And then I was like, fuck man, like I'm, I'm quite feeling it. And then I threw a, my last hit, I uh, did like a Michael Chuck revert. So, so a Michael Chuck and then just flipped like a 180 on the end of it and landed fakie. For height. And, oh yeah. And I was just frothing, just like, fuck, this is so good. Like, yeah. And <clears throat> that new know, that new trick feeling, yeah, sort of crazy fun, and was just like, oh man, that that was effort. So and then anyway, you know, broing down, fucking, I was there with my friend Tony, real real cool dude who ran like a bird and hard goods test program down here in NZ and and up in Vermont a little bit. And I think my other friend, like Nick Damiano, New York Nick. Uh, another friend who was just like a real keen shredder who I knew from Whistler and New York guy and um yeah and so we roll out they were like man that was epic um and then prize giving fucking shit ramps up and they're like third place Dylan Bart and no I was way. just like oh fuck fuck you weren't expecting yeah. that no not at all <laughs> right. and I was just like whoa Fucking yeah, so pumped and yeah, so oh, podium, my... first time podium oh, that's at US awesome. Open. Yeah, fuck this. People like like doing like signing, signing people's posters and shit afterwards. Like it was fucking <laughs> mental, man. Because like, uh, this won be... some money. Maybe I think I won like two and a half grand. It was just like fucking, yeah. There's gonna be not many Kiwis that have made it onto the podium at the US Open. Like that's. Nah, pretty big nah. deal. Nah, I think potentially I was maybe the first one. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, Zoe, uh, Shelley, actually. Shelley did. Shelley, yeah. Got laid. She got a podium there, like, maybe a couple of years later. Sick. Um, which was fucking awesome. And, yeah, maybe maybe Zoe. I can't remember. Yeah, because Zoe's been on a tear with competitions. I can't keep up with what ones she's been bloody winning. Oh, man, she's, but, like, top three in everything. Yeah. It's amazing. So, like, we'll just assume that she has, because, yeah. fuck. yeah. Uh, and if not, she certainly will be. But um, yeah, any yeah, man, and that fuck that yeah, mm. that like obviously like stoked me out pretty hard, and suddenly I was like, oh man. Like, so I think I think it was I think it was me third. I think Kia Dillon got second, and T Rice won it. Travis Rice. Yeah. So a lot of people listening out probably wouldn't realise he was a um, quarter pipe, one half pipe rider back in the day. Oh, dude, he was fucking. He was, he like he fully killed it that year at the Open. Mm. He's uh, and like he was still riding Rosignol mm. at that point, and that was I think the year before he'd got like people were like oh man this guy from Jackson Hole like. Mm. So, and so and so he um he won the quarter pipe, I think he won the rail jam as well, and yeah. got like. Fucking top five in the half fights. So three things that no one would associate him with these days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and slope style as well. Fucking like, hell. and I, I actually did the slope style. That yeah, I think I might have even opted out of the pipe because I think I like they hadn't entered me. Oh yeah. And because it's you know there's like three hundred ent- entries, and they're like, oh, sorry, like mm. you, you missed your entry on that, and so I was like. Oh. But I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like, my my year was made yeah. <laughs> right there. Oh man! So what? <laughs> but I did do the slopey as well, and which was quite fun. And I think I actually did all right in that. I think I might have even got I got top ten in the slope that year too. Fuck, that's a fucking solid effort. Yeah. Um, what did Travis Rice win with? What was his winning track on the quarter? Um, it was a combo. It was an overall. All right. So it was all um. Well, like, what was he throwing? Like so, you know, you're getting everyone's attention with these like Michael Chucks to fakey and that sort of thing. Like, what was the winning guy throwing? And he was he was just it was just same thing like bunch bunch of big ears. Like I think he was doing backside threes. Um, he maybe yeah, I I can't even remember man. Like doing, well, I don't know what his quarter pipe tricks were really. Um, maybe maybe he had a McTwist. Maybe he had like some frontside stuff mm. like on that I'm pretty sure he had like a backside rodeo kind of Michael Chuck thing as well mm. like and Kia Dillon was just doing his classic like massive Kia rolls yeah you know which is kind of like a McTwister's into a 7 or something isn't it yeah, yeah 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 and then there was like and I think I think maybe Roman DeMarkey got 4th and Aguchi got 5th fucking hell good Aguchi was there Jesus, and yeah, that's fucking. But that was sick. And then an, another cool thing that happened, which you know I was real stoked on, was um when I was riding oh after the after that night of that quarter pipe. So we were riding slope, and uh, Jeff comes up to me, Jeff Anderson, and is like, "Bro, fucking, that was so rad!" Like, like real stoked, and because I'd just been hanging out with them, you know, like a. Mm. a, a kind of the month earlier in, in Japan in Japan yeah yeah oh, I say oh no way that's yeah crazy. yeah and he was like he was he was real frothing on it and he ended up um, he gave me his analogue jacket he was Sick. like yo he's like you gotta wear this he's like 
rock this jacket and it's like the classic one man it's like the it's like a tan and navy like big cargo analog jacket that he had a bunch of shots in and i've still got it so it's like that's fucking a pretty I epic mean, thing to, to get and he and he was like yeah he was, he was all gonna he was gonna give me some boards too he was like he's like you i want you should be riding sevens like i'm gonna give you some some of my boards rad to have props from that that dude yeah totally yeah, and he, we awesome. were kind of friends already you know mm. but to yeah and i was like oh man fucking yeah that was like a, a pretty good feeling to suddenly be like wow that was kind of a a, a goal a, mm. a dream that i kind of like it all just came together mm. on that on that night and at that particular event it was fucking rad and then and we we're hanging out with all this crew because James Beach knew them all and so and it was like all the grenade kids it was oh, like yeah. <clears throat> Danny Cass and the Dingo um Colin I forget his other name like Tahoe Boys um this crazy dude Freebird and then Rice and like Kurt Morgan mm. from Brain Farm he was hanging out with Travis yeah cause Grenade was massive back then yeah morning. and yeah. Cass was like potentially winning winning the pipe comp at that mm. point you know yeah and yeah and so like just hanging out with all those dudes and they're all funny and they were all they're all underage too at the time <laughs> in, in the states as far as like drinking mm. goes and uh and i remember funnily like at like one of the after parties we're all down there's there's just like a big old like they're kind of like western style bars mm. you know in stratton and we're all down at the bar, like, and fucking Travis comes up to me. They're all in there. Somehow they're in there. But he's like, oh, he's like, dude, he's like, I, I can't buy drinks. <laughs> Scotty Largo and those guys are there. And he, and he just, he hands me like 400 bucks cash. And it's like, he's like, just buy rounds. He's like, just keep buying them. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, sweet, because like, <laughs> following following the ten percent rule, which I'm not sure if people remember these days, but uh, you know, ten percent of your winnings go on the bar. All oh, right, that, yeah, I don't know if that happens these days yeah, now. That's the rule, mm. and I'm pretty, yeah, may I, I probably I probably threw down two fifty as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that was a yeah. That was like kind of a turning point for me where I was like, holy shit, like, man, I, I was, yeah. That's a massive just deal. Like achieved right. some shit that I, you know, mm. had oh. always wanted to, but wasn't sure whether I could. And I was like, wow. So if you needed validation, there it is right there. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, sick, man. And, and having to buy Travis Rice's um, 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Well, it's amazing that those kids even bloody got in the bar. Yeah, because I think the drinking age was like twenty-one in the states, you know. Yeah, those guys were probably only like eighteen, eighteen. I'd say. (laughs) Well, you sort of funny that you say that this was kind of like a dream because that kind of perfectly segues into what I wanted to talk to you about next, which was uh, your video part in the New Zealand production called the Dream, and it was one of my favourite parts. It was. Like one of those, I remember first time I heard of it was uh, my girlfriend at the time. She's around at a flat and someone played it and she's like, no way, that's Tony's friend. 
and then the song she's like and that's Tony's favourite band it was the D4 party and, and she's like literally like swiped the DVD bought it home it's like you gotta fucking check this out and it's like no way Dill and then no way the D4 like this is fucking sick like was were you working on a video part intentionally and then or was that something that just happened um yeah no i was i was for sure like because um my friend who um like created you know produced directed and shot (laughs) the dream richard mills good old good friend um yeah he came up with it he really wanted to do a new zealand made um snowboard movie um and so we'd potentially been filming already, like maybe the season before that in NZ. For that, I think I think we had actually. Okay. And like, so that would have been like winter of '01, maybe, or I I can't quite remember actually. Like the time gets a bit blurred, but um, but anyway, yeah, that was that was his gig, and mm. <clears throat> and I remember, yeah. Or maybe 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 we filmed the following yeah maybe that was kind of the beginning of it that season, two thousand two. Um, <clears throat> so we yeah yeah and then we filmed we like worked pretty hard to like film parts um, while we were in New Zealand you know it was basically like just you know on resort stuff building kickers they didn't really have a budget or anything. Um, mm. But yeah, going going, you know hiking, building jumps. Um, getting kind of you know mm. pipe footy and shit when you can um there's actually there's footage from that US Open quarter pipe event is in my part in the oh right in that movie oh, so I'm gonna have to watch it again knowing that now yeah like, yeah yeah um I gotta ask like cause the D4 was like and still is one of my like top 10 favourite bands ever like was that a bit of a mission like how did you go about getting that song to, oh. <laughs> to, to go on your part. Oh, this is a good story too. Another good story. So the D four, right? The um, vocalist and one of the guitarists, um, this guy Dion Palmer. He was a f- friend of mine. He's from the shore, North right. Shore, and he's a skater. No way. Yeah. Fuck, I so, like them even more now, dude. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we we used to skate together at BSP so. Birkenhead Skate Park, and like um, around. You know, around the way, around the shore. Dear, he was a good skateboarder too, good street skater. Sick. Had like a massive ollie on him. Red. And so I knew Dion, and when I was at high school, we actually used to hang out with those dudes a bit. They had another band before that called um, Nothing At All. I remember those dudes, yeah. yeah. Tony Brockwell, Dion, Paul Foster. Um, and they used to play like Bob's Bar and in town. And we're, yeah, we were like all underage then, but we used to go out and. <laughs> go to gigs and they'd play in bars and shit and and then yeah and then Dion started the D4 who and I really liked I fucking loved that song especially mm. yeah Body. and um <clears throat> yeah funnily enough I like <clears throat> I th- potentially I'm like driving home from Oakuni or or on my way home from being down in Queenstown for the winter and I fucking bump into Dion no. <laughs> at a gas station in Sick. Huntley. <laughs> oh, the rock and roll lifestyle, <laughs> But I was like, oh, hey, man. Hey, bro, what's up? And he's like, oh, Dylan, yeah, fucking. And I was like, oh, 
man, I'm like, kind of, I'm like, I really like, I'd be real. My friend's making a snowboard video. Like, I'd be real keen to like use one of your songs. Like, what do I have to do? And, and he was just like, he was like, fuck. He was like, yeah, cool. He's like, just use it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yep, sweet. That's my song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the D4 man, like one of my favorite gigs ever was seeing. Um, those guys in Deja Voodoo at this shithole place called the Outback in Dunedin and um, and he was like crowd surfing and still keeping in time and it was just like rock and roll motherfucker like, yeah yeah so he, cool. he's fucking he's like punk rock ass mm. and I'm pretty he's he's still involved like heavily in the music scene I think he lives he lives in the states now and oh, right. yeah I heard recently he's, he's involved with like other bands and shit he's oh, yeah so and any of our listeners, I encourage you to get on YouTube and not only search the D4, but also look for the Dream as well. It's still a cool, still a cool film to watch now. Yeah, um, I think I'm pretty. Um, I think my my part from the Dream is on YouTube actually. So um, Richard Mills um, helped you out quite a bit. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. De- he is he is um, definitely a person who deserves um, a lot of props. Mm. So um, was he Queenstown based? Um. Millsy was he was Queenstown based for a little bit, but I think when he was doing the movies, he was actually still potentially in Auckland, and it, they were just as, you know, it was like a these projects that he really wanted to do, and he um man he put he put a lot on into them. He filmed, produced, so know, sort of a one man band. Yeah, he was a one man band. He had a couple of other filmers, but and would use footage, um, you know, that we'd all shoot, but um. Yeah, he man, he put so much effort in. He definitely deserves a lot of props for um, the dream, mm. which was the first movie, and then the second one he put out was called Early Days. Oh yeah, I oh, see. I've only seen the dream from his. Oh right, yeah. Well, Early right. Days is pretty epic as well. Same kind one. of crew in there, mm. and um, and it was maybe two years later, but yeah, yeah, he he deserves big props because he, you know, he man, he on like pretty much a zero budget off his own back and you know we'd all kind of do what we could but we weren't helling or anything we were just like riding resorts and mm. building kickers and you know shooting comp stuff or whatever and considering at that time too sort of the early 2000s there seemed to be quite a uh, saturation of snowboard filmmakers in the country you had um see i can't remember names per se but like you, you had um i think sam Britton was making films there was uh, some guys remedial and then the Dero crew came along a bit later yeah but, and there was a couple of others that i, I can't um, yeah, remember who, as well who was um, the, the crew that made special needs i think that's sam britain that's sam that's sammy and ben right. uh um Riffles, i think a couple of others so for like and there was the there was like the kind of the wanaka crew and like steve ferg's and those guys and i forget what and logan and well i remember um there was low-key films which is that casey loader dude yeah, oh and yeah, the, Casey. The, yeah, Casey. That's the other. That's the other mm, guy so, who was doing really he was cool a, films was, too. Was he American or? Yeah, I think so. Because mm, um, uh, but he his film yeah, and that was like Fergs and Katzberg mm. and Insurrection came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good too. Man, and um, right. Ro- what Rosslyn Mitchell? Yeah, Mark Katzberg, Steve Ferguson, and um, Joel Westcott. Fuck, there was so many. And then what else did Loki do? They did Cheated, which was like a... That was a fucking... Do you remember Cheated? 
that was a, probably the, one of the know. heaviest lineups of the time because he got a hold of, a, I think, that John Waddell dude got a hold of the Loki film stuff and it mixed together of like your Mark Katzberg kind of dudes that were doing that sort of urban yeah, yeah, yeah. urban shit yeah, yeah. mixed with guys like Tim and Will Jackways that were writing everything in their path and so it was a really cool I guess sort of insight into what the whole snowboard community was doing Logan Holt had a wicked part in that too yeah Logan's just always, that massive back ripping. three ender yeah but you know and yeah Basically, uh, you know, all those guys, because they're all just doing it, you know, from out of blood, sweat and tears, and really. And They know, probably made no fucking money from oh, any no, other day. not at know? all. It probably cost them money yeah. to, to get tapes pressed and stuff, you know. Mm. Like, and well, I don't know what, what the term is, but... <laughs> well, <laughs> you like, know, like, dude, they yeah. were coming out on VHS, you know. Yeah. Definitely, like, much respect to all, all those guys who mm. put that huge effort into, like, you know, re- record that shit from that time because that's a it's a pretty, you know, appreciate pretty now. valid record of of how it was back mm. then. You know, can a rad effort and some big ups to all those guys who mm. were involved in making those films and pulling that together because it wasn't an easy job. Yeah, shot especially crew. dealing with fucking <laughs> riders and trying to, and trying to get them to <laughs> <laughs> turn up. <laughs> shit like yeah. that. Oh, man. trying to get them to do something oh I don't feel like it like, mm. you know but you just you kind of you just yeah we that, we used to just go and be like fuck let's just do it you know like that's the other name I was thinking of is Tim Pierce. yeah yeah who's gone on to do incredible things with filmmaking now Heath Patterson yep although I think he was a writer in the Dero videos but he's filming all this diaries down under shit now that yeah yeah totally you know and mm. it's like and it's rad to see how those you know people yeah. have evolved from yeah. from those from like early beginnings early beginnings exactly yeah it was funny Sweet. later on and when i when i worked at um i was working at huffer with all these like south auckland boys and you know real mm. city crew mm. and it came up they were like they wanted to know about snowboarding they didn't know much about it you know and they were like what's up and i think and i like pulled it up and then from there, then they used to just call me the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Dreamy dinner. <laughs> I like the dream. <laughs> oh, sick. Because were you, um, at the start of that, were you sort of taking the piss out of rail riding and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now I, I kind of cringe. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like real cringy. Mm. That little that little bit. But it was. We, I was just like kind of taking the piss like, helmet on like real saggy pants like super mm. fucking miniature rail yeah and like <laughs> fucking get ass cracked on it but yeah yeah we were because like yeah i don't know i was like i was kind of not really into that mm. but uh, it was cool you know at the end of the day it was actually pretty fun but that that was just like a little yeah kind of piss take we because i and i guess i got that like i i did that in like the next one we did as well because it was all about, like, the early skateboard movies. It was all yeah. about the skits. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. the Bones Grave movies and, like, the funny skits, like, Lance Mountain and shit. Like, yeah. So it was kind of, you know, make it make it a bit, lighten it up by doing some funny mm. shit. Because there were some serious cats around at that time too, eh? Yeah. Probably, I don't know. Like, fuck, it was 
just snowboarding really but yeah all right so with with like the dream and stuff all this i mean i guess we're kind of alluding to we've been alluding to it for a while sort of what became snow park in new zealand and um I think like the first images I seen was actually of Travis Rice and Brian Agucci on some quarter pipe competition there, and um, I'm guessing you were around for a bunch of that sort of stuff, right? But, yeah. Which is probably the dumbest question I've asked yet. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was definitely around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think, and that must have been the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the winter following that um, that US Open event. So two thousand two, yeah. So you know, and obviously that up there, it's fucking you know, it's happening in like March, and then following New Zealand season, and boom, snow park, like mm. oh my god, like what a fucking unbelievable. It's almost too good to be true. Oh my god, like, yeah. Like if, if that was around nowadays, oh holy shit, like it was it was crazy, man. Mm. Like it was you know fucking props to. Sam Lee and the Lee family for pulling that together like that was just you know mm. quite a ridiculous um, thing <laughs> yeah it's, it's nuts to think how far ahead of the time they are or they were yeah it. and you know and yeah totally and so and I think potentially that year was like kind of the opening but they didn't quite get open it was like almost yeah. the unofficial opening. Yeah, because we couldn't go up there as like members of the public to like two thousand and three. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's right. Exactly. And then um. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> they. But they had like I think it was an STS quarter pipe event. Because so. they their quarter pipe was pretty legendary as well. Like they had a good quarter, and mm. that was like one of the fucking. Or along pretty much everything they had was like mm. really good, epic pipe, quarter yeah. pipe, and that pipe epic right jumps, in. like the biggest jumps you know anybody had ever seen, and mm. well made and fucking mental. Um, but yeah, and then and T Rice and Gucci came down that year, and a couple maybe Kurt Morgan was there as well with those guys. I can't I can't quite remember, but and then I'm and hooking up with them again I was like yo like so yeah and so we did um had that quarter pipe event and they probably yeah maybe did ended up like shooting doing some photo sessions and stuff up there but it was you know it was like the beginning of like what snow park became which was just like a fucking epic like it was it was like it was like a a giant skate park mm because you know, it made everyone in the snow like like, like before snow park coronet and cadrona had parks and they were pretty good yeah but then snow park come along and everyone's like fuck we've got to step out shit and it was just that leapfrog to get to greatness almost right? oh but, dude like it was you know not just coronet and cadrona like mm. the the facilities at snow park were better than anywhere in the world at the time that's yeah cause like had, because the you know their shit it was made <clears throat> It was that. It was like a a competition level standard of consistency and it. pipe, yeah. and you know. Whereas you know, you think, and nowadays, you know, obviously it's it's more consistent. And and I get maybe Blackcomb Whistler were like pretty consistent at the time, and I'm sure some spots in the states. Um, but 
yeah, you know, like when the comp was on, everything was tuned up really nice and looking really good and riding really well. And, and Snow Park was like that fucking all the time, like yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, from when they opened properly in like 2003. Like, you know, and that's when like Burden used to come and do like big shoots there. Mm. Um, like catalog shoots because they'd they'd bring a bunch of riders down and who all had new you know shoot mm, all the new product for the following winter and they filmed like the Sean White movie there and stuff yeah eh? and yeah yeah like the what's it called the White Album White Album yeah um, T Rice filmed a bunch of um, some like that's it that's all footage yeah there, his, I think. his whole opening start of that movie's yeah. Snow Park and, and 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 then they and for the burden shoots we um. Probably, maybe, it must have been 2003, probably. Um, fucking, they built this jump. <laughs> like, the biggest tabletop I've ever jumped. It really? was massive, dude. It was, like, it was, I think it was 100 feet yeah? long, almost. It was, like, 80 to 100 feet. Christ, Step so down. The takeoff would have been the size of a fucking building, then. Yeah, oh, well, it was like, it was, like, two cats high, probably. Fuck me. And it was in kind of a funny spot. It wasn't down the fall line, really. Yes, it was around by the cafe. Almost, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? like where those like where those like dirt cliffs come down, like yeah. over by where eventually the woolshed went in. Halatoside takeoff. Yeah, think, yeah. Regular. Because they because um, it was the only spot, I guess, that had enough space, and they probably hadn't didn't have all the earthworks and stuff in at that mm. point either. So, yeah, and and they built it for the burden shoot. Yeah, and so that was the that was probably the first year of um, Unink. Oh, that's so like all the crew were there. There was, there was DCP, um, Roman, uh, JP Solberg. Giggy would have been. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Was, oh yeah, Giggy was there. Giggy was this there. This must oh, be. There's a funny story about Giggy. Is, yeah. is this about? Is that the story about them getting in the fight? Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And a bounce going through a window. Yeah. 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 Which, which, oh yeah, so, which we can, yeah, well we might as well talk about it, we're talking about Mm. now, but anyway, so Giggy, you know, like the nicest dude, Mm. small guy, like real, real nice, real friendly, and then, but then the, the other, the other person involved was Roman, Roman DeMarkey, who was like, Pretty ruckus. Pretty wild dude. And like tatted up. Actually a really nice guy too. Yeah. But like got like real loose. Get a couple of LMPs and away you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and I, I wasn't there when it happened. I would like I was in Monica but I wasn't like out and with them but and I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly what went down, but um <clears throat> ended up, yeah, they they get kicked out of a bar a bouncer there's a bit of a scuffle and a bouncer gets pushed and like falls through or goes through a window mm. apparently and then Giggy and Roman get arrested up at Snow Park or something no no it? this is in town in it town. was at like um the Irish pub what was it called Paddy's Paddy's yeah 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 mm. and but this is crazy and so they're arrested Giggy is handcuffed in a police car and a policeman punches him in the face and breaks his nose. Fucking hell. Yeah. Jesus. 
Because I mean, which was like, holy shit, you know, like man, that's that's sort some, of that small town, not small really town good police, shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know everything around it, but that that is what happened. Yeah, and it was on the news, man. Yeah, because I remember reading about it. Well, it was on the it was on that, like the late news. It was major, and they had to bring good old um, guy. You know, oh, yeah, guy Alti, yeah, like the man, like he he had to come in and do some like major like damage control around that. I think they like confiscated their passports and stuff. Holy shit! But then it, it came out like what actually had happened, and then obviously they were like, mm, okay, yeah, we're just gonna let this mm. one slide because there had obviously been some pretty like heavy like misconduct there. That who's handcuffed in the back of a police car gets punched those, in the face. Like, those bounces at Paddy's at the time, like yeah, some of them were cool dudes, some of them were fucking dicks, man. Like that year, like I I was at the Somerset gig in the mosh pit and like you know I was sober, like I haven't drank or been drunk since like ninety nine. Yeah, this was two thousand three. I was in the mosh pit front row. We're all Somerset, you know, so we're all like, yeah, dude, and stuff. And one of the bouncers, he was an older guy with grey hair, just comes out from by the amplifier stack, and he just fucking clocked me in the side of the face. And I hadn't done anything. I was in the mosh pit with all the homies, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, and of course I can't do anything because they're just going to... It's like, oh. So, so when, when I heard that story, I was kind of like, Yay! Like, <laughs> you know, like yes, yeah, oh, kind totally. of, like, and you fuck, and and it did, like it did, used to get crazy, you mm. know, and you can, they'd be pretty stressed out, like mm. because fucking, it did get pretty mental, but yeah, it's like that shit happens, like you've got to expect, like if you're selling copious amounts of alcohol to young people mm. <laughs> who are real excited, like some shit's gonna go down, you know? Yeah, especially, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Ollie's Ollie's had a. Couple couple of ruckus stories on here with uh, dudes oh like, yeah and ollie even kind of... like he I, I, he wasn't working there at the time but he was you know i'm sure he was around like he was fucking mm. oh we all were like we man we used to we'd we'd go snowboarding and and you'd party hard like as mm. well because it was kind of all hand in hand like yeah yeah anyway that's a bit of a sideline but mm. yeah but anyway this burden jump and we did and that i think that's that's either in the dream or in the next one. I think I think some shots of that are in the dream as well. Maybe. All oh, right. That big burden jump. But um. Anyway, it was and it was a bit weird. I remember people were quite pissed. Some of the local riders because burden because they were they were doing the catalog shoot and they kind of were like, oh no, it's exclusive. Like not everyone can ride it. Yeah. And people were like, oh fuck, like that kind of sucks, like. But and I guess on the who other the th- th- and yeah yeah and, uh, on the other hand it? like it was a pretty big jump that yeah. they didn't want people hitting that like. <laughs> but some of the Kiwi boys did like so, obviously so I I I, I hit it a few times um, Jar Jar Harris fucking so, yeah killed it um, TJ and Will J mean the Jack boys oh bro like fucking those got both of those guys tj like switched backside one it holy shit yeah and switched backside fived it i'm pretty sure fucking hang so what's that jump he's a regular rider right yeah yeah and coming so, like coming in on switch the back on the different off. angle holy yeah. shit dude yeah that's tj you're fucking nuts dude and and Sweet. you're basically like the drop in. you got off the chairlift at snow park and you had to drop in this line that was like real slow mm. 
and like just like tuck 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 and it was like a little bit springy as well mm. and then hook around like a big corner yeah and then like into this giant lawn tram switch <laughs> jar like backside one no grabbed like fucking oh, massive nice. like super like rad jar style just flew like, that yeah, shit yeah like and that that was like when jar kind of he'd kind of like gone underground from being like the super grom and and I think he he almost got a little bit burned out on on trying like do comps and fucking was over it mm. and then that year it was like fucking jars back like like just with Sad. like the sickest style and so rad and didn't care about comps anymore but was just like ripping you know and then Will J who's like you know obviously been coming up for a while mm still pretty young gun and then and he just fucking tore it apart too like hey i'm pretty i think he backside nined it holy shit yeah yeah i think um that jeff patterson guy put a picture of will up doing a backside five noser over that thing yeah something like that on the new zealand snowboarding page it's like look at you still look at that now like 17 years later like fuck yeah me. but will like, was like backside seven stales and Jesus. yeah and i'm pretty sure he did a backside nine Fuck. I was I was I was just doing like I did like backside three front three, I don't know back five. I and I I got I try I did a um my last hit I backside rodeoed it and got smoked. <laughs> 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 Fucking like yeah, hit the knuckle. And oh like, no! And I was like yeah, nah, I'm out. And that's not a jump you want to fuck. Yeah, like knuckle. not not. I didn't get maimed, but I definitely like wasn't going to be like hitting it again that day. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I'm pretty. I think it. I think it was actually only a one day thing. Yeah, that jump. Like I think it just like happened, and then tore it down. Yeah. Oh, there's no yeah. way you'd keep that open for the public. And though. like D- DCP and that were fucking ripping it. Yeah. And Rome, Roman, he was. He was like backside fiving and switched backside fiving that DCP was fucking throwing heaps of shit. And talking about snow park, we cannot forget to mention like the snow park crew. You know, and man, there's probably like so many names that I will forget to add. But um, Sally Norman. But yeah, she was she was definitely you know mm. did running running always and you know yeah. <laughs> getting your comp tickets and. On the walkie-talkies and organizing shirts. There was, like, Sally, you know. There was, like, Butters, Big Ev mm. from Oz. There was and Jess, like, all the all the girls, you know, people who... The lifties, when it was just, like, the the Portacom shack, I, you know. i got to give props to one Snow Park staff member. Um, if you're listening, Miss O'Neill, thanks for always being a GC when I showed up and not bagging me out for working for Cadrono. She was, <laughs> she was always so fucking cool and always just the best. So thank you, Mish. Yeah, I Mish. hope you're listening. Awesome. Yeah, um, and, you know, and then, and of course, Mad Dog was, like, pretty heavily involved. In- Him and Matt, Matt O'Smith were, like, two of the main cat guys, right, at Snow Park? Yeah, I think and so, for a while. Was Frank Wells coming down to Snow Park? Yeah, well, there was, you know, they had, they always had, like, some international crew, so I think originally uh, Frank Wells, mm. um, and then there was uh, Jeff Patterson, oh, yeah. who was actually a photographer, um, well-known snowboard photographer, and but also, I'm pretty sure he was, like, driving cats and mm. stuff too, and then there was um, Brains, Jeremy Carpenter. 
Oh, yeah. Who makes the Larks pie, potentially has done some Olympics. And I think because John Melville was in later days was over there a bunch too. Yeah, yep. But, like, uh, yeah, there were some pretty heavy hitters, mm. like... And in I'm, the early days there. I'm but, hoping someone that can come on and dig up some dirt about like all the funny shit that went down. I, I heard some pretty hilarious stories over the other side, but they did what? Oh yeah, there was there was, <laughs> I'd, I'd say there's definitely some real funny like behind the scenes mm. um, <laughs> stories mm. there, but I, I I don't I don't know enough about those to talk about them mm. really. But um yeah, funny yeah. shirt like Joe Winokuri and you know was Joe Winokuri working up? Yeah, he was he was no he was way. part of the crew for a bit. Yeah. We talked about Dogger. That's good. You sort of mentioned him because he's also bringing back the mini pipe comp, the feel good comps of the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure, Mad Dog. Mm. Like, yeah, he's um now he he you know I think he originally started that with Rebecca Hollis, but yeah. um now he's kind of a one man gang and mm. runs like the mini pipe world champs up at Cadrona in the mini pipe and makes Matt, no money from it. Nah, and nothing. He does it. He makes all the he makes all the trophies. Yeah. He makes the banners. He makes the signs. Like he did, puts so much time into Did you see the ones that. he made last year with the fucking he he cut up fucking skateboard trucks and did like devil horns and shit. It's like fuck man. Oh like, yeah. He's, you know? <laughs> he's a real craftsman. Mm. And he, man, he's just someone who's like super In, dedicated to every, you know snowboarding and he loves it and and like that comp is pretty much the best comp in the country mm. because it's so cool and mm. it's you know it it involves it involves the whole span of the sn- snowboarders you know from like the super grommies mm. to like the the pros of today you know like carlos and um but slippery gypsy and and yeah zoe and that are riding in that comp mitch but brown aj can, we're riding in it as the old boys you know mm. like you can also not even be that good at pipe riding and still be a part of it you know like even if you're just like an intermediate rider that's like mate just making it to the lip you're in you're a part of it oh it's yeah like, totally it's, it's awesome. awesome it's and super awesome it's jam like everybody mm. just rides you know yeah. and it's kind of like it's kind of bringing back the the mid-90s nationals but yeah in a cooler way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um the only thing missing is the after party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'd be allowed to do after parties like I that. I don't days. think you're allowed to do that anymore. But um, but like his trophies every year has been different trophies, right? And, and um, yeah, he hand makes them, and mm. you know, everyone, dude, you and get them, you get a meat pack, <laughs> you know. My, that's, that's my favourite part is the um the snow skate race for the pack of meat. Yeah. at the end. <laughs> And and the day's even better when you get Guy Alti on the mic. The best, like, imagine an MC battle between Guy Alti and Zinni. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. snow yeah. park. Yeah, oh, Zinni. Zinni. Someone we can't, um, can't forget to mention. We got it. Should we talk about Zinni a bit more? Because surely there's some funny Zinni stories. Oh, I don't know. I, I, you know, um, um, Zinni, yeah, he was, he, was, he was definitely a standout as well. And I, I don't know, probably, I don't know many of the stories in depth. Because I wasn't super involved in the whole full nude snowmobile <laughs> rides. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we we did have um, some pretty insane after parties up there for like mm. when we were doing like the Billabong Bro Down. Yeah, and those events like did oof. did you? I'm pretty. I think I had my thirtieth actually at the at the <laughs> Woolshed. No the first year the Woolshed opened, Kaz and I had our like thirtieth up there, and pretty much everyone just slept on the 
floor. <laughs> it was a gnarly storm. <laughs> and I think Ollie had his there too. Right. Him and Rion were like dressed up as like Mexican wrestlers or something. It was like mental. <laughs> I've seen the bleeders there. And uh, that was such a rad gig. It's like, how the fuck did they end up there? I don't care because this is amazing. But did you ever hear any of any snow reports? Uh, I, um, I think so. I they they should have been recorded for future generations. They were that fucking good. Like, I I would ring up Snow Park, hoping that there were Zinni snow reports because they were so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty funny <laughs> man, <isn't he? laughs> But I think yeah, de- definitely. Um, you know, everyone and there's probably heaps of people we ha- I have we haven't mentioned, but um. Big, big for yeah, for yeah, to the crew the that ran ran that because it was a bunch of like young crew who were the same thing, you know, mm. as they were they were snowboarders just up there for the love and putting hard yards in to make that whole thing happen. So that was yeah. that was, it was a super rad. It was a very very cool place and a cool time in New Zealand snowboarding. So you've been you were on Burton for a while through higher ground and then became Burton International like. What was the moment where that switched from being a higher ground dude to proper international Burton rider? Um, I think that was um, that happened back. I think it must have been like '99. Okay, so uh, Denny and I had been we were riding riding for higher ground, kind of Burton for a bit, and we were getting you know a little bit of flow, and we we're spending seasons in Whistler. So getting to know the crew over there. And then um, Burton came down. They brought their whole global team down at the time to do like the uh, catalogue shoot. Oh, yeah. For the 2000 Burton catalogue. And so it was springtime. Um, and the shoot took place at a place called Erewhon. Okay. Which is up in uh, Canterbury. Um out from kind of a place called uh, Pudding Hill, and you go out into the the Erewhon Valley, and there was kind of there's this little, uh, almost a club field, kind of, cat skiing like a resort there, and they had a cat, and there was a lodge, and shit that these um, people ran at the time. Um, oh, what was his name? Oh, an Aussie guy, Ni- Nigel and uh, MC. Aussie couple and is this, real cool so is Erehon Mount Potts now yeah yeah right. Mount Potts yeah cool Lord of the Rings <laughs> so the, the sour yeah yeah but like this fucking wicked spot and so Burden dude and like we're talking about they're fucking throwing down at this point man like they bought like the whole global team probably like four photographers fuck me that's filmers only... like team managers you know there's like there's like 30 people Jesus at least yeah that's a lot of a lot of heads on the deck yeah so and it's like the fucking mega team it's um who was there Terrier Johan Mickey Alban Brian Aguchi um Jeff Curtis Keir Dillon Trevor Andrew Jeff Anderson uh Victoria Jaloose Shannon Dunn Dave Downing wow Derek Height Canadian rider, like fucking like the mega team man. Jim Rippy was Jim there. Jim Rippy was there too. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Christ, that would have been towards the end of his time at Burton. Yeah. 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 
Fuck. And 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 Denny and I got invited. Right. Because and, we were the local guys, you and know. And so you it was just you two guys that Yeah. And the- but there was also the higher ground crew like Sonny um Guy Alti, um Sonny Fisher mm. who who worked with Higher Ground and and Aussie come Kiwi, fucking really good rider as well. Mm. Um, and maybe and our other mate like Sammy Lindsay, another Aussie uh, Aussie guy, kind of who used to do a bunch of time. Um, yeah, and so we we all roll up there and we're put up in the lodge, I guess, for a week or something. And the conditions were like the conditions were were not great actually; they were pretty average. It was like quite springy, not heaps of snow, but and they built um, they built a quarter pipe up Man, there but, and we ended up like hand digging it for a couple of days to get it right and it wasn't huge it was maybe like a I don't know 20 feet or something yeah and like the majority of the shoot actually ended up being on that because the conditions were just fucking like pretty average but um yeah so but pretty rad so we're like you know sessioning a quarter pipe with all those guys yeah, kind, of, kind of like sessioning with your heroes <laughs> yeah oh, totally like it was yeah. it was mad you know and like didn't you know we, and we knew we kind of we knew Jeffy and Trev and kind of met Harkin a little bit and I'll oh, even a Gucci from back in the day so but you know but there was there was a few big egos there as well oh like, yeah you know <laughs> as you can imagine none yeah. of those guys though previously mentioned mickey was there too mickey oh, album oh was yeah like the fucking coolest dude ever mm. um yeah and so we we ended up like doing that whole shoot with them and um and we kind of you know we we had our own with that you oh, know yeah. the top dogs yeah of burden and so um and so after that we they kind of like yep okay like you guys have earned earned your you've earned your place and yeah yeah and so then we kind of got switched on to like the um it's not i don't know there was like a team structure but yeah we we, we were on like the burden us like after that which was which was rad for us because it meant you know suddenly like you were getting like more stuff you know from going to like kind of one board and then if you need another one whereas you'd get like you get four boards and a couple of sets of outerwear and yeah. fucking bags. You, you know, you could you could put an order, you could put like a couple of orders in a year, mm. and that hook you up. And 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 the other thing, which was like real funny at the time, but was kind of like the thing is like you get you get the new season stuff mm. because half like halfway through like the Northern Hemi winter, all the pros would suddenly get next year's shit. Yeah, you know. And then we got on that program. So we were like, yeah. Like, so, so we'd get sent, you'd turn up, you'd get get a stash of stuff. And then when the new stuff came out, you could get sent some new stuff. I mean, yeah. So, so it was like, yeah. Sort of running around with weird graphics. Yeah. And, all and sort of thing. I, oh, dude. And I, like, I guess another, like, one, like, super memorable fucking day from that trip is I got, um, <clears throat> I got, they, we're like, oh fuck! We're just like shooting this quarter pipe. There's not much going on. We're gonna we're gonna send the crew out in the heli to go and you know do something, find something, get some shots. Like it's a product mm. shoot, so it's kind of you gotta 
you know, can't be always you're not you're not home. doing crazy building big jumps and shit. You're just kind of free riding and mm. fucking standing on top of a cornice, like so they can take a photo of a, you know a yeah. jacket or something. But so I, I I get drafted in the heli with um Terrier, Johan, Mickey Alban, Brian Gucci. And, <laughs> and Derek Height. Shit, that's like a Kelly <laughs> Dream team right there, eh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I'm like, yo, just fuck, this is sick. And we get dropped out, and it was real funny. Like, the conditions were shit. They were like real spring. We get dropped out the back, like, first thing in the morning. But then, like, we just get one drop, and everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, so we just get dropped out to the zone, and we're just kind of all. There's like a you know a little zone, but we're all just kind of trying to work it, you know, find features that are on. And I fucking I remember I was Derek Height and I we, we were like oh we started hiking up this chute, mm. trying to trying to you know do something, and um it was real springy and we fucking both of us slipped down, oh, no. like we, and we just like. Whoosh, I can start sliding down this chute and I ended up I dropped my snowboard oh no the you know the yeah. the one thing that you never ever want to do let alone when you're like helling with all those guys yeah. <laughs> and it fucking just like whoosh, raced off down the hill and I was like oh fuck and so I'm just hanging out but then everyone's kind of just hanging out because they're like oh it's not that you know there's not much going on it's not that good and so a few people are like trying to do stuff hiking little jumps and that and Harkin that was maybe one of the first times where I really met like Terrier mm. you know and we're like sitting down there just kind of I'm like oh well, fucking my board's way down there I'm like I'm, I don't like I, we don't even know when the heli's coming back I'm like I'm not going to hike all the way down there and then come back up like I probably should have but I didn't yeah. and a Gucci in that are riding um dropping this little cliff and he, and he was like hey he was like fucking he's like take my board he's like go and show those yanks how to snowboard man he <laughs> 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 was so funny he was like he's a funny dude mm. and I'm pretty and I think I, I think I took it and like went and like fucking dropped a dropped a cliff on it and he was like, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and he, he was like not even doing anything because he was just like, fuck, there's not much going on here. Yeah, And yeah. we all ended up, we just like made our way down. But we got like, we got left out there like for like the whole day. I remember. And those, he, Terry and Mickey started freaking out and going like, fuck. They, they thought that like, they were like, where's the heli? Like what? We didn't have radio contact or anything, mm. and and no one told you guys what. No, nah, no, nah. and like there was like no plan, <laughs> and like yeah, and so those guys were like fucking. They're like we're gonna start hiking back, and I was like, Pff. I was like, dude, you can't hike back, you know. We're like we're like two rangers like off the back of Erewhon. Mm. Christ, funny, like, yeah, and so and yeah, and we ended up getting picked up at like like late, bro, like like four thirty in the afternoon or something, and. Everyone was just kind of like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you, know, you, you would sort of start worrying about things. You're like middle of nowhere. No one's told you the plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's my shit? Yeah. Um, it's cool that you brought up Halley because there's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Was um, you were quite heavily involved with Travis Rice's videos 
um, the community project when he was filming down here. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I well, I wasn't like heavily involved, but I um at that stage. When is this? I guess this is around. I think. 2004. Sweet, so he's hit the fast forward button. Yeah, yeah. Bit. And yeah. so I've hit, and you know, and, and I've met Rice obviously on several occasions and hung out with him quite a bit at this point, US Opens, NNZ. He, he was coming down to New Zealand every year Yeah, at that, around that stage. And, you know, and we're, we're friends, so, he, you know, he'd come and hang out with fucking whatever. Like, mm. he'd be in touch. He'd want the no, local knowledge of what was going on. So, yeah. and then um, I get yeah, and they're filming making the, his first movie pretty much with um, Kurt Kurt Morgan was involved. Like oh, yeah. it was basically like before pre Brain Farm, but probably the first like Travis Rice kind of it was an Oakley movie, the Community Project, and I was I was with Oakley at the time too. So he um he went up to Mount Cook. And invited me up there. He was like, "Oh, yo, you should come up and film. We're gonna. There's a jump up there that we want to do." And I was like, "Yeah, fucking okay." And uh, Phil, I oh, and and the other thing was he had Philly Erickson um, from oh, New Zealand. They didn't have a photographer. Sweet. And so Philly Erickson from New Zealand Snowboarder Mag, who I worked with, was um, they linked him in. They were like, "Oh, can you come and take photos?" And and there's another seat in the heli, and he was like, yeah, bring Dill up. Like, Dill should come up too. <clears throat> so we shoot up for the day to hit this jump that um, I think, like, um, the Uninked boys had been there earlier. Oh, yeah. But they hadn't, they hadn't been able to do it because they couldn't get enough speed to hit it. Right. Like, the snow wasn't right or something. And the snow was pretty, you know, the, the conditions were on, like... There was, you know, 20, 20 centimetres at least of fresh snow on top of kind of probably, yeah, it was, the snow was decent. Hmm. It was a bluebird day. And so Phil and I roll up, do a heli. And then, and then they, they were like, actually, they were like, oh, we don't, even, we don't even have any budget. Like, you've got to pay for your own heli. And I was like, yeah, I'll just fucking pay for my own heli. That's sweet. Take your eyes without a budget. <laughs> <laughs> It was like twelve hundred bucks, bro, or like yeah. fourteen hundred bucks, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll pay it." Like, sweet. Yeah. Like, I had a, you know, at that point, I I had a bit of a travel budget and stuff mm. through Burden and Oakley, and so I was like, "Yeah, sweet." Like, it's I'm not going to turn an opportunity like this down. Yeah. Yeah, and and dude, we had, and we had a real killer day. So we go and I think we might have flown up out of Cook. Um, we might have done a few little, just kind of mini golf lines and you know sussing it out and then we turn up at this jump and it's basically like a giant like natural tabletop not super big but you know it was, it was pretty big it was like you know 80 feet or something big enough for a backcountry feature right yeah like, yeah and it, and it was but it was like it was like totally natural so there was so. nothing there and you had to like drop down into the like a valley and then the feature was a big like um tabletops of the like the jump part of it was like a, a solid like 15 to 20 foot tranny like natural Man. and we built it there was nothing built there yeah. so Travis and I built it and you know the filmers and that all helped but 
not a giant jump. We basically just used the natural transition yeah. of this like roller and you know, patted it down, fucking whatever, spent a couple of hours on it, I'd say. Mm. Um and then but then we're looking at it and we're like, Ooh, yeah, you need some speed. And so we ended up having to get um hallied like heli bumped <laughs> every time we hit it so heli, <laughs> heli chairlift <laughs> yeah like right to the top and so and you just had to like ride down this ridge line and like tuck 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 and then like this big like drop across the flat and then up onto this launcher Sweet. yeah and it was sick and we yeah but we got it we scored it Man. I don't. I don't even know if anyone's ever hit it again. To tell you the truth, and I know that no one had hit it before us. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it sounds like just one of those features that just hit a day gone tomorrow sort of thing. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, like, it's still there for sure. Like, yeah. and I'd say it's definitely doable again. But it's just, yeah. Um, you know, it probably you know it shapes up different every year depending on the, what the the snow and the wind and, and that's classic know. New Zealand, right? Yeah, there. yeah. But mm. yeah, and it was sick, and, and we hit it a bunch of times. Like yeah. fucking Rice was, he threw down everything. Yeah. But and for me, it was really good for my for a front side. Oh yeah. Because it, the the landing kind of had an angle on it, and so if you went, if I went backside as a regular footer, it got longer. Right. Yeah. And yeah. longer, and like, and and the the transition of the landing got shorter. Yeah. So if I had it front side, it was like I kind of had the best landing sweet and so yeah I had a bunch of times and I ended up getting a shot in community projects doing Sick. like a front side underflip man I'm gonna have to um, that was the only way yeah I actually I got like, I did like a front side sevy off it it was like a bit sketchy at the end but man. I did a bunch of tricks and I think the favourite thing I did actually was like a backside one yeah cause that's like the trick yeah yeah because yeah it was, you know and it was big it was like you went really high was the thing because the the takeoff was so high yeah so it fucking shot you up like real high in the you air. had a must have had a decent runner if you'd been hellied up for the fucking runner yeah <laughs> holy shit and he fucking smashed it dude he you know he was like front seven front nine backside radio backside radio Just, seven Travis is as Travis yeah. does and yeah like, and he's he's still on Rosignol at this point Right, it's not on lib yet, but right. this is like that was the beginning of the the change to live. Fucking rice, like just becoming the man, mm. you know. And and he was like, he was he was so creative, yeah. And he, you know, he was all about like doing these film projects and mm. that were like a little bit different from your, your the regular snowboard movie at the time. Because that's it. That's all. It just blew doors off everything yeah. snow related at the time. Yeah. Like, and I don't think people realise how I think we talk about it in a couple of other episodes with people like just how how much a big deal that movie was and and it, it wasn't it was like all core snowboarders being like fuck this is the best film ever it oh, wasn't yeah um, totally and I, I actually when he shot that I he invited me on a heli trip for that too and, yeah um, and I went out with like him and Mark Landvik and um but we never we, we didn't take off because we got fucking we got blown out oh man and then, but then that was a couple of years later, and I was kind of not, kind of I was yeah. phased out of it because I'd had some injuries, and so I was like, oh, mm. lucky. Some of the shit they were doing there is kind of a dodging bullet there. But then, yeah, and, but the best, the best shot. I've got two shots in that movie, and so I've got like a front side 
five off that jump. Mm. And then the next shot is a double shot of Travis and I, which was like the very last run of the day. Because we, we spent most of the day like building this jump, riding mm. this jump. And then we could see this face over the way. Yeah. And they were like, all right, home time. Like, and they were like, fuck, can we get one more bump in? And, all, and, he, and also they wanted, um, you know, the film of Matty Swanson, who was like the international Oakley team manager, was there. Mm. Um, and they were like, he was like, yeah, everyone needs to have a run, you know? Mm. Yeah. And so they bumped us over to this face and... Travis and I went first and we're standing up there and they were filming from quite far back and he's like, ah, locals first. (laughs) (laughs) GC, man. (laughs) So, yeah, I dropped in and we did this doubles run that was fucking real fun. Rolled over, there was like a little rock section with like a nice little windlet backside so like fucking nest off that. And he was right behind me, and yeah, we've got like a real cool little doubles oh, clip rare, in that, man. and then like another little like rock line down below. Doubles with T Rice in and the hill, good, yeah. Good snow. I'm gonna have to search the community project again. I've yeah, we should. We'll years. have we'll have a look. I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched that for ages. Um, <clears throat> so about this time, 2004. There's something I'm, I wanted to ask you. Like, you guys went away to the battle. Now. Could, would you be able to tell us, well, first of all, about the battle and what it is and stuff and, like, how that was for you guys? Because it was, like, a Southern Hemisphere team of um, pretty heavy dudes and shit. But, like, everyone was was all heavy dudes everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was um, 2004. Mm. So I got, um, I think, Hugh Quentin hit me up about the battle. So they'd done it the year before. And this was an event. It was on the TTR Ticket to Ride tour, um, and it was quite unique in that it was um, it was a, a nations team, right? Like event, yeah, from all around the world. And so, I, and I think Q, um, Marcus Whirl, um, RMB had done the year before, and it was like okay. at a. Um, a, like a stadium like a ski jump stadium in Sweden somewhere can't remember exactly where it was I wasn't at that one but um and then the next year it was on again they wanted the uh, Kiwi team or a Southern Hemi team it was and so I was like yeah fuck yeah I'm in on that for sure I'd been um travelling at that point to uh, I'd been at Mount Baker beforehand with um, Greg Roebuck and Anthony Leflar, a qu- little Kiwi shredder who's mm. quite a ripper, mm. um, Queenstown Christchurch. Um, we'd done, like, been shooting for the mag. Had real, oh, I did the Mount Baker bank slalom, actually. Oh, rad. That year. So. Which was fucking rad because that was an event that was like a you know a, an event that I really wanted to do and be a part of. Yeah, yeah, thing. totally. Be, uh, you know, like the opens, but and then mm. more, just a legendary fucking, you know, all the all the heads went there. Mm. Like that's got to be the oldest snowboard event around. Yeah, potentially. Them, it, anyway. Oh, it's long running. You know, and Mount yeah. Baker's like so legendary in the um 
in the snowboard world and probably in the ski world too and like fucking super cool place super underground like mm. really cool still independent um yeah and so we went there that and that that was an awesome trip and we actually scored it because it's it's on it's coastal ish washington mm. um so a lot of snow not necessarily light snow mm. sometimes kind of heavy and and bad weather you know yeah. like not probably kind of similar to nz conditions yeah but we turn up there fucking did the bank slalom was real rad um you know and again like terrier's there t rice is there fuck yeah like all that all that same kind of crew you know um we were hooked up with this um a big snowboard shop from Seattle called the Snowboard Connection. Yeah. There was a Kiwi link there who who was kind of hosting us to do this trip for the New Zealand Snowboarder Mag. Um, Zach. And these this is like a really quite a legendary store, snowboard store as well from Seattle. And so we're hanging with all those guys. We had like a mean place in the village. Fucking same thing, hanging out. Yeah. But... <laughs> quite a bit of partying and mm. and you know just snowboarding every day did the bank slalom and then we stayed on for like five days after and scored like ultimate like baker like 30 c 30 centimeters of fresh and like four bluebird days in a row which then like people wow. were like oh that's kind of unheard of yeah that's awesome yeah yeah Fuck. so we that was a fucking sick trip and then we went to this other spot called um Stevens Pass which is fucking epic as well and I know Robux Robux lives over there now he lives in Seattle like he uh, that trip like just put changed the, his world I think put and the zap on his head yeah like, yeah, Fuck, yeah yeah he's like this is the spot and yeah and we had like this epic fucking few days at um Stevens Pass too like I I, I almost had like a spiritual experience <laughs> yeah I remember we got um because we were shooting for the mag and so we were, we'd, and we planned it quite well and so we were hooked up with the mountains and with the crew and they like boosted us up to the top of the mountain you know before the sun came up on snowmobiles and we hiked this ridge I think it's called like the Corona Ridge or something at Stevens fucking super sick wicked like just real like short little runs but really steep and like all those like real like fluted little shoots and pillow lines and yeah man mm. and, and I remember I remember just being up there and being like holy fuck like what you know what mm. am I doing here like I'm standing <laughs> 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 on top of a mountain as the sun's coming up, mm. like <laughs> on the other side of the world, mm. it's just like, oh, fuck, this is this is good. Oh man, the Pacific Northwest would be a hell of a pilgrimage. Like everything I like about snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, comes yeah. From really there. cool place yeah. and like really cool people. Yeah, mm. so de- definitely a good zone. But anyway, sidetracked a bit there. Um, mm. But so after that, um, I get linked up with um, Q and that, and so I went to went to Europe I think I I think I went over to Vermont hang out had like a crazy trip in New York City 
<laughs> with my mate New York Nick, who I spoke about before, mm. and this guy Scott Keating, who was like a New York burden rep at the time, and then went on to um, work for Nike snowboarding, and now works for Snowboarder Mag. Oh yeah, who's kind of a I don't know him real well, but we were like kind of, you know pretty. We became friends like pretty yeah. instantly, just through our connections, and and I still chat to him now and then these days. Actually, he's a he's a fucking cool dude. Um, but and then fly from east coast to Europe um, and did I was at, went to Switzerland I have an aunt and uncle who live in Switzerland so I, I was hanging there for a few days and then we fly to Stockholm in Sweden um, it was myself um, a Kiwi girl named Annika Annika Stewart she was a photographer she came over and was going to come and shoot some photos at the event and so we fly to Stockholm meet um, Marcus, Whirlybird, oh, yeah. my my compadre, yeah, travelling companion for road, many years, road like, dog, yeah, yeah, Aussie, wicked, like fucking amazing snowboarder, fucking funny as, great guy. Um, so we meet him at Stockholm Airport, and as you do, you know, we're quite excited. Yeah. <laughs> Start drinking a few beers, mm. and then anyway, we're so we're on a train. The event is held in uh Rexkrantzen which is like another like fuck super legendary spot in snowboarding mm. you know it's where Ingmar did the method yes it is yeah yeah, yeah. back in the day yeah it's fucking right in the north of Sweden in the arctic circle um you know like almost so yeah i think in, in like the thick of winter there's like not not much light yeah, you get the yeah, yeah. northern and lights. Yeah, awesome yeah, up and there then and summer. Stuff. Yeah, and like fuck, we saw the northern lights like crazy, like mm. a couple of nights in a row. So, but we roll up as an eighteen-hour train ride mm. from Stockholm to Rexgrantsen, and so we jump on the train. Yeah, continue kind of drinking beers and <laughs> hanging out. We were, there were some Japanese girls there who were coming up to the event also. So we had like a at a sleeper cabin and like yeah have this crazy train trip just like super funny we we keep getting told off actually by the train attendant because we're there's like a there's like a smoking car so we're like hanging out in the smoking car and but drinking drinking beers because we just bought like bags of beers i think we had some like duty free liquor and oh just kind of ruckus and she kept telling us off because she's like, oh, you're not allowed to drink. Like, if you want to drink, you've got to go to the bar. Like, she's like, you you got to stop. And she told us off, like, on several occasions. <laughs> and we're quite drunk at this point. And, <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, just go to the bar. She's like, go to the bar. Yeah, and we're like, okay. <laughs> she's not telling you to stop either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we go to the bar. And we end up, there's like a fucking Swedish biker gang there. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and Marcus, like. <laughs> like, like, like oh, legit patched up. Oh, yeah, gang. like, no, nah, not, I don't, not like a gnarly biker gang, mm. but fucking, like, yeah. And they were, but they were funny. And so we're, we're like drinking with these guys, doing shots. Like it's, it's all on, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. But yeah. And then I, I feel like I, I, actually, I like woke up in the morning 
you know we're still like a few hours away from our destination like and like not even in bed or anything like like sitting like outside the cabin or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we we roll into rex grantson and hook up with the crew so the team the southern hemi team was quentin robbins team leader that's a very good choice of yeah. team leader. Team leader, because he was because he he was really well known in Europe, because mm. he he did a lot of time in Europe and fucking had a lot of respect because he was Quentin and because he was you know just fucking so cool, such a good rider, always like did really well in events over there. Mm. So Q Diddy is team leader. It's myself, uh, Marcus Whirl, Will J. Well, Jay, yeah, and Jacob Coyer. Jake Coyer, uh, the Grommy. Oh, he would have been he the Grommy. Yeah, he was the Grommy on the trip. He'd, he'd probably hate hate to hear saying that, but yeah, and that so that was cool. So that's our crew, and then my other good friend Sammy Britton is there with um, this guy Ben Raffles, and they're filming for a New Zealand movie that they were making called Special Needs. I oh, think yeah. it was. So those guys are there too, and Arnica, and so we roll up and attack this lodge, Rex Grantson, fucking like a wicked big lodge, kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know, there's like, to give you a scope of it, and I'll try and get you a photo of the scene, this, a big lodge and a resort, and then all around there are like these frozen lakes with like little huts on them where people go ice fishing oh yeah <laughs> and they like dig cut their Jesus. holes out of the ice with a chainsaw way the fuck up there yeah right? yeah like yeah. it's like sn- there's snow and ice as mm. far as you can see you can't see anything else it's just mm. snow and ice and so yeah so we're southern hemi team there's a swiss team which was like mickey albin and jonas emery who was a real good friend of ours fucking real funny dude great snowboarder um there was a canadian team i think there was actually there was a a north american team so there was a few americans and a few canadians i I can't even actually remember who was in that team when um yeah i can't i can't remember all those guys actually uh there was a swedish team with our friend uh stefan carlson who were like kind kind didn't really know him that well we got to know him later fucking oh, really good rider still he's still involved i think he's the coach of like the swedish like national team now all right was um, ingmar there yeah ingmar was there Sick. ingmar was there Great. johan was there he was a judge johan was a judge <laughs> yeah <laughs> me the aussie the fucking coolest aussie dude um drew who used to run all the ttr events real super cool dude mm. he was up there um yeah, so fuck, uh, once again, a and, and pretty, you know, solid crew. Mm. And so we roll into this lodge, and they had all this cool other shit lined up, like that was sponsored by Volvo or something, so there was like a Volvo, like, ice racing track. <laughs> so you guys... And, were, and that was part of the team challenge. We guys racing Volvos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it, it something <laughs> did go wrong. I, I couldn't even drive, because I was still, like, I was so, like, hung over from... <laughs> from the train ride I was like I'm not driving (laughs) and I think Coyer ended up driving yeah and he ended up fucking he smoked like a massive like pothole and like pretty much like broke one of the wheels off (laughs) (laughs) it was 
super funny. Quentin did some driving, and Quentin is a notoriously good fucking snow rally driver. Like oh, that, right. that's his, like that was like one of his favorite pastimes, dude. He was like he was the man. <laughs> I think Quentin just seems to be good at everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Like... He's one of those guys, you know. Like mm. yeah. So that fucking that was real fun. And anyway, we're all holed up in this lodge, you know, breakfast breakfast in the lodge go up the mountain and the setup's crazy it's like um it was basically a drop in into like a like a half pipe but only only really like a one it was basically like not even a one hit it had two giant hippers a front side mm. and a back side hip yeah into like a, a probably a 20 foot pipe and then hip, and then you'd hip out of it so you'd right. hip in yeah. And then you'd hip out of the other wall right. into a down landing. Yeah. And then and then it went down the bottom and then there was like there's kind of a um a big massive bowl corner. Right. As well. So yeah. but and so it was kind of like mostly just judged on the this hip in and hip out. Fuck I mean that's pretty quick to set up for a hip out, right? Yeah, one, yeah. One, oh yeah, it was kind of it was it was gnarly. Mm. Like and it, and it was you know again like the, it's the fucking Arctic Circle so it's it was ice mm. like blue ice like real fucking hard <laughs> and there was all, they also had this like real cool like a proper spine next to it that you could that you could hit you know and it only had like maybe like a two foot tabletop so it was a real up and yeah. then straight down the other side. Right. Just as a fun thing, like we had a little night jam up there, and we we're all hitting that. But then um, the main event was a fucking wicked bluebird day, and um, it was just a yeah. It just turned out like I, there was a few waiting days. I think we were out there for like maybe five days, and there was there was a few waiting days like for the weather to get good, and then they like boom, it's on. And then and and then like for lunch they had these um like giant teepees, like massive ones would have been like you know thirty feet kind of mm. um radius, and then and all reindeer skins yeah like all around so you just like chill on like reindeer skins <laughs> and this giant teepee and then in the middle a massive fireplace mm. and they cooked like fucking like lunch in this like giant walk over the fireplace <laughs> Jesus, so there's no illusions of where you are is there reindeer skins yeah. and snow yeah, yeah it's proper far as you can see so like um how did you guys the southern hemisphere team fare amongst uh, all these other continents oh dude fuck we yeah we we actually fared pretty well we yeah. like on the day of the event we fucking yeah we we killed it like it was you know, and and it took everybody a while to warm up. Well, you know, one super hard pack, mm. very cold, and um, but yeah, people, you know, you warm up, and you know, we're just we're just sessioning this hat, and I can't remember whether we were riding the lift. I think we were maybe getting. I think it was snowmobiles like bumps back up. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, we did we did really well, and I think we ended up. I think we actually were runners up mean yeah so. yeah um i 
Oh, yeah, I can't remember all the details. It was, and there was some individual awards. Jonas Emery, our Swiss buddy, he got, like, overall best rider. So. I I actually got, um, ended up getting best trick. Mean, what was that? It was called, like, the Sniper Award. The Sniper Award? Yeah. So, so what was, uh, what did it take to get that? Oh, I, I don't know. I think, I think it was kind of an overall thing again. I was mm. like, like most, like most people were basically just doing straight airs because mm. of how kind of gnarly it was. Yeah. Um, I was, I did some back threes though, like back three over the backside hipper mm. and then like cab five out Yeah, on the other side. And I pulled out the good old uh, Michael Chuck ah, right. as well, which no no one was like, that's no a- one was going upside down <laughs> off it. <laughs> that, that, that trick served you well, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that might maybe maybe it was that. Mm. I feel like the back threes were probably better, but the but yeah yeah. So fucking again, I was like, whoa, sick, sick. And um, so there was a whole lot of other things because I remember seeing picture of like. Maybe it's you and Quentin and like go karts or some shit as well and all sorts of shit. Maybe yeah. I've got my wires crossed a bit there. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I don't know if there's go karts. I can't. No, I don't think so. It was right. But and then and in the meantime, we're all like free riding around, you know, this legendary resort. And at the top of the lift was the border to Norway. Right. So you could like step across the border to Norway. <laughs> so it was just the whole experience was just fucking insane, man. Like mm. and and the Northern Lights just like yeah popping off being in hardcore darkness yeah yeah and then and we were um it was yeah it was pretty funny because we the southern hemi room became a very popular room oh yeah fun house amongst all the riders (laughs) (laughs) um oh how do i say this fucking well let me put it like this um so there was people you know the riders were concerned about safety. Yeah. And we were the only guys that had brought the right safety equipment. Right. Safety and, conscious. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we were safety conscious. And so our room became the hub for safety meetings. Right. <laughs> Basically, for the whole <laughs> event. <laughs> because nobody else had bought the proper safety equipment. <laughs> right. right. Like, well, that's what happens when you leave your high visit home, eh? Exactly. Like, you got to, uh, sucks to use other people's yeah. pipers. And so, like, we're just, like, fucking, like, from the minute we get down the mountain, fucking, we're getting, like, knocks on our door, like, <laughs> every 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Mickey. <laughs> and Jonas. Well, we just want to come in for a minute. <laughs> we're like, yeah. <laughs> and like, hey, it's the Canadians. Like, <laughs> Jesus, everyone likes we're like, us. <laughs> we're like, yeah, come in. Like, Leave that towel like under the door there. <laughs> but yeah, oh, fucking sick. hell. So yeah, it was so funny, and mm. yeah, just, and like yeah, like man, mm. what do you what do you do? Like throw like thirty snowboarders together in a lodge. <laughs> like, it was it was real fun. Shit will go down. Yeah. And so Marcus Marcus Well was on the trip. Yeah. Um, give us a good Marcus Well story. Oh God, how many? And yeah, Marcus, like good, a good, mm. very, very good friend of mine who, mm. I've, you know, and Marcus was like the OG Aussie grommet, really. Mm. Fucking super talented snowboarder, skateboarder. He's another one of those guys. Everything he does, he's good at. Mm. 
remember Benny Bright um, was telling he's like would who was I with? It was Benny Bright was in the room and you know, Benny Bright's big deal in snowboarding still. And someone else and he was Marcus Willie come up in conversation and Benny yeah. was like, Yeah, I wish I could be as good as Marcus and Marcus had moved on from snowboarding at that point. It was like, Holy fuck, like that's it was Ryan McDermott. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sarah. yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. all talking about Marcus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and s- still a phenomenal snowboarder now, even though he's just a weekend warrior. Oh, totally. Rolling yeah. up to Cadrona with his bloody wheelbarrow and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, against he was Marcus was always against the grain, you know. He was mm. fucking wearing his like leather jacket. Yeah. And his, you know, whatever. Fucking was also known for being, you know, quite rowdy and quite Aussie. Yeah. Which used to rub people up the wrong way sometimes. <laughs> well, but I was like, yeah, Marcus and I have been friends for so long and we did a lot of travelling. We did he rode for Burden, Volcom, Oakley also. Yeah. And he was he he was coming to N Z from an early age as well. And so him and I, him and I linked up on fucking heaps of trips. He did, he did time in Whistler with us. Mm. Um, we did Japan trips together. We did a bunch of US Open trips together. You so, know, yeah, yeah, and the battle. So yeah, we total. We did a lot dog. of shit. Yeah, what well, what's a funny whirly story? Fucking, I don't know. Like so many fun times with him. Well, it's um, I, I've got I've I've actually got a funny like US Open one going back a few years, but um. So like the US Open, Stratton Village, you know, there's, mm. uh, it's not that big a place. And then um, and me and Whirly are there and there's, you know, there's, it's like, oh, there's like one real good sandwich shop in town where, you know, everyone goes, they're fucking real good sandwiches. But the guys who are running it are kind of, you know, a bit stressed out and fucking, and when the US Open's on, it seems like the whole village is stressed out because they're freaking out because mm. they're fucking like 300 snow, you know, yeah, young punks like roaming around their town, which is quite kind of a, quite a probably high-end resort yeah. at other times. Yeah. So riffraff. Yeah, yeah. So the fucking sandwich shop, it's always busy. Dude, you know, there's a menu up on the thing. They're like, what do you want in your sandwich? And, and so we order sandwiches, go to the... Th- counter order some sandwiches and they're like fucking have you ridden on the thing and we're like no and he's like you gotta ride on the fucking form like okay like back of the line so you've got to write what you want on the form in your your sandwich even if you just want the one on the menu right weird and Marcus is like fuck fuck that like and so I'm like we just gotta do it otherwise we're not gonna get a sandwich yeah and so, and you have to put your name on the form. So I do mine, put my name on. Marcus does his. <clears throat> Instead of, and then he put dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the name, and then we fucking we put them through, mm. and then the dude making the sandwiches get them, and the guy just like fires up, and like loses it. <laughs> And so yeah, that's it for us. We're like kicked out of like the sandwich shop for the rest of the trip. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like <laughs> he's like, "Fuck them!" Like they were dickheads. 
that's yeah, that's a, that's kind of real funny. But then also that year actually, we we fucking we did real well because usually you'd go and you have to do prequels and you don't, you know, like you even just to make it through prequels is real hard. Mm. And we were we were riding, and then Marcus is fucking we're going through it, and he does his run, and he's he's at the lead. He's top of the table of pre-qualifiers. Whoa. And he was fucking, like, ripping, like, going massive, like, massive, massive cripplers first hit, front side. <clears throat> and then we go through, and then I think I, like, oh, fuck, I don't want to sound like a dick here, but I think I, like, just pipped him. And he was like, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> and then I'm, like, in first place, and we're like, Ugh! <laughs> and then we got picked by this other guy this Polish dude who we kind of knew as well he's a burden rider this guy Marek and but anyway so yeah and we get fucking like top three in prequels and we're just like yeah like that was our best result ever I think at the Open New Zealand Australia and Poland yeah mean <laughs> and then but the the thing I think that stoked Marcus out the most was we're down in the car park at the end of the day and fucking Abe Tita comes down and uh, people probably won't know who Abe Teeter is but he's a they're a local Vermont family mm. his or his sister H- Hannah Teeter yes yeah, yeah yeah Olympic medalist his brother Elijah Abe was the oldest and Abe was um he's fucking like six foot three like mm. massive dude rides like a 164 in the pipe mm and wasn't winning but a notorious snaker at the US Open the thing was there was people always used to snake it in the mm. finals and he was like notorious for doing that and he and he went the big he'd like go the biggest of anybody mm. like you know massive guy big board and yeah. fucking like the biggest front side ears you've ever seen basically like but he came down at the end of the day as we're like putting our shit in the car and like was like hey Marcus he was like, fuck. He was like, you ripped today, man. He was like, you weren't the biggest of anyone. So. Yeah. And like, Marcus was like, oh, that's a pretty good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick, man. Yeah. And still rips, see his ripping dog. Oh, totally. Pipe yeah. comp for a while, too. Yeah, and... yeah. Skating, mountain biking, mm. everything he does, he's good at. But yeah. yeah. But that's Marcus' part. Anyway. Fucking oh, sick. Um, well, another thing I want to talk about is uh, you had a stint with uh, New Zealand Snowboarder magazine for a bunch, um, editor and whatnot. Like, how did that all come Yeah, about? yeah, I did. Um, yeah, that was kind of... Oh, I kind of, like, went into that when I was still kind of snowboarding a lot. Um, I guess it came about... I They invited me, I, and I knew Phil Erickson quite well, and Steen, mm. just through snowboarding obviously and and i'd been introduced i'd met phil like a bunch of times taking photos with him um and they and i guess it all started originally from i i quite like writing so i'd write uh you know uh travel stories Mm. you know from like our whistler trips or whatever so and i'd try and do one every season Mm. you know like a, a travel story and you know, because if you if you submitted a story and you had photos to go with it, then it was like, well, you know, you're kind of guaranteed coverage. And your sponsors would be stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you've given them a full package, you know. Yeah. 
they don't, they don't have to go digging for shit. So mm. it was kind of, you know, thinking about how you work the system, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. But so I'd submitted, I'd done that for a few years, and then they asked, they were like, oh, we want to do like a guest editor one year. And so I went and was the guest editor, and, you know, basically that just involved helping choose photos and, um, you know. I know that whatnot. issue. I have that issue. Yeah, yep. yeah. Is, yep. it, is, it, uh, is it the one with Will J on the cover, maybe? It's, it's like an orange le- cover. Linear in the pipe. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's a sequence of Will J dropping a shoot, and uh, and you you put the caption something like, Will J dropping first lines at Mount Potts, not bad for a jibber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my forte I, I yeah. used to like I used to like writing funny captions mm. and <laughs> Steve Ferguson's one about getting the Huffer Boys to send some undies yeah and they were kind of like yeah they were kind of like inside jokes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so anyway and so I did that and then they kind of were like oh well that was kind of cool and, and they were you know they wanted some like current uh, you know writer input Mm. from someone in the scene and so they were kind of like well do you want to keep doing it and I was like yeah yeah you know this is cool like I like it um and so I was I wasn't the I was the associate editor mm. so Steen was the editor I was the associate editor but yeah and I did that for a long time mm. um like and yeah and basically it just involved you know fucking at that time at that time we were doing three issues a year yeah of New Zealand Snowboarder Mag so so was that know, a, and now unfortunately we we don't do any yeah but it was a fucking man you know big huge props to phil mm. and his um and phil and bridget his yeah phil's wife at the time graphic designer um bridget hall and to Steen, who was the editor, because man, they put a fucking a lot of effort into that mag. And mm. Phil was like a, you know, Phil's a photographer himself. Mm. He's he's grown up, you know, surf surfer, surf photographer, snowboarder, mm. and a very and very aware of, um, you know, how uh, a photo is going to turn out in print. Yeah. Like it was, man. They 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 did a fucking. They put together a pretty high quality magazine for mm. the little old New Zealand snowboard scene. You know. Yeah. I mean, that thing was a bible for so many of us, especially yeah. in the nineties. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. And so we put, you know, we'd we'd kind of get together. Those guys, like, they'd be on it the whole time, the whole mm. season, mm. and I'd just go per issue and put in like a solid, like, you know, maybe like seven or eight days. Yeah, and at the stage where all the all the material had been submitted, and would be, you know, funnily enough, when I started looking at slides. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so we're looking at slides on a light box. Yeah. You know, fucking hundreds and hundreds of slides at yeah, that time. Everyone's fucking sending shit in. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're like, right, we've got a story for that, we've got a story for this, we've got a gallery, we've got a cover, we've got a contents. And so you're like pulling stuff out to go to, you know, where you think it would be. All of this for 10 bucks an issue. <clears throat> yeah, fucking like fuck it, a lot of work, man. Yeah. And then we'd have slideshows at night. We'd sit down and have slideshows and like start cutting stuff. Yeah. And then Phil would put his super fucking super eye in and be like mm, it's not sharp 
they're yeah. very quality minded like it's you know the light's not good it's going to be hard to come up and print and so all these factors went into it and mm. you know and i actually and those guys did too and even me like we got a bit of flack mm. from people because they're like oh why didn't you run my photo like and yeah you know and it was but there was there was a lot of there was like you know before a photo like actually got chosen for the mag there was like fucking like five steps yeah like for, for that to happen you and, know I and they'd be like oh well the same people are, are always in there and it was like well the same people are going and taking the time to get photos mm. like you know and people would be like oh it's not a shot and it's like dude it's like there's there's not there's no just, secret photographers hiding mm. <laughs> <laughs> like taking photos of you while you're snowboarding like mm. you have to go and like like do a, a fucking mission and yeah. and with like, a photographer like it or not you and shots. Johnny Cheesedick on the side slopes of McDougal's isn't kind of gonna cut it and you know no sort of thing <clears throat> you know and nah yeah like and it, yeah like so there yeah and <clears throat> and I have fucking full respect for those guys because mm. of the the high quality that they you know were you know yeah it was a wanted to cut and you know and they they supported you know at the end of the day they fucking that magazine su- supported like all the sponsored writers mm. in the country well, it nurtured because the scene, through it? getting yeah yeah <clears throat> um all the all the brands mm. you know and sure they have to pay for advertising but where else are you going to advertise yeah as yeah. a snowboard shop like new zealand, new zealand ski is not going to run vulcan yeah. or anything are yeah they? Like, yeah yeah you know, so <clears throat> that yeah, and it was yeah, I, and and I'm 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 proud of like working there for years, and you know, and and as I started kind of, you know, fucking phasing out of like, you know, snowboarding competitively and and being sponsored, I still worked for the mag for a mm. bunch of years after that, and it was real cool to to see the you know the the new crew coming up and mm. the younger crew and. And, and be like, yeah, be able to, <clears throat> you know. As someone that's been in their footsteps. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah man. And be yeah. like, fuck, and this is sick. And, and have some creative direction on, you know, mm. getting shots in the mag and, and how it looked and, and how, the you know, how you could kind of shape the scene a little bit and, you know, and keep yeah. that keep that level uh, really high as well. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts now. I was talking with Morgan Schofield over in Queenstown the other day, like, how if you want to read about snowboarding now, you've got to read the ski magazines again. It's kind of crazy how it's come back around to us. Yeah. Infancy. Yeah. Like and it's, you know, and, and for, for a minute there, it like, it like went online and it was like, is online the big thing? And, mm. and we were, you know, I'm, I'm not that, you know, and it's not in my skills to fucking build a website or anything. And, yeah. and, and it wasn't in Phil's either. And we tried it, but there was, you know, there wasn't, it just didn't doesn't have the same feeling, you know. Yeah. And and I'd always been, you know, since I was a skate grom, I'd been a magazine person. I got fucking boxes of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I like buy Thrasher mag. I'd buy like New Zealand skateboarder, mm. fucking mm. skate style, Shit. manual, trans as well, world like, manual. Yeah, yeah, I've got like so many manuals. Like those guys did a fucking actually really good job as well. Mm. And it was cool because there was there was a we were kind of covering different scenes there too you know yeah. Johnny McCormack and like well, I feel like Dave Reed and those guys complimented 
New Zealand snowboarder. Like, I never looked at them as competition. Like, yeah, they covered snowboarding, but they did it in a kind of more artsier yeah way. totally they were they were and, quite creative you know because mm. they were coming from like a skate background and, and that's how i found out about dudes like brent screen yeah initially yeah and, yeah and like Wellington ferg Heads steve and, ferg yeah. you know and like joel Westberg and mm. yeah fucking mm. logan you know and then joel joel actually who is a fucking og real fucking good man he um he went on he he took over my job actually at snowboarder at, at New Zealand snowboarder yeah yeah All right. and was Sick. associate editor kind of editor for a while there yeah because mm. he and he was always a great writer and he yeah. always used to contribute like a bunch of stuff yeah and he'd been in the writer's shoes as well for a while yeah too. yeah oh totally yeah yeah, yeah. And he had some good shots he's he's got a cover he, you know he's he's definitely he like does it. yeah his interview issue yeah at Telegram yeah, yeah. and like during the interviews man like I when I was in that role, I, I interviewed um, Terrier, DCP, Travis Rice, Nicholas Mueller, Jake Burden. Man, that's awesome uh, to get to meet those people. Yeah, yeah. Like, and well, some of them yeah. I, I did like over like um, a fucking like FaceTime call or some shit. Mm. But, um, but like, T. Rice is one I think I did face to face with him on that um, Mount Cook. Ah, so <laughs> I remember that interview. Eh? He was all like, "If George Bush gets elected again, I'm coming to live in New Zealand or something." Yeah, yeah. When you sort of segued out of being a sponsored or professional snowboarder, uh, you still had a few, um, still wearing a few other hats in snowboard industry in New Zealand. Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, a, you know, fucking, I, I guess, yeah. I went to the way I look at it. I, you know, I when I graduated from Snowboard University, yeah. <laughs> yeah. PhD honors. Yeah, and yeah, and... yeah. I don't know if it was honors or masters even or something, but you know, I was like, man, I'm like, fuck, I, you know, I, you know, and actually, I'd done a lot of landscaping and, you know, working as a fucking builder's labourer and a hammer hand in between don't mm. you know yeah amongst all this shit like you still yeah. have to do that shit like and, yeah and like most like, most travelling shreds yeah, yeah. from New Zealand for yeah, sure yeah. Eh? Yeah. yeah and especially like you know when I I, I kind of wasn't doing the coaching and stuff anymore like mm. you had to do that shit but um yeah I wanted to be involved in the industry and so I was, work, I was doing New Zealand snowboarder um and then I got a little gig for a while um over winter um working for burden um like burden us they ran quite a serious um like hard goods testing program yep that um i, th- I talked about him earlier my friend tony used to run in queenstown and then he was an american dude and he was like oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to come back anymore he's like do you want to take this on and I spoke to JG, who is like the fucking JG, the man, like the original board designer. Burden Shaper, yeah. Yeah, Burden, head of development, someone I, I've actually known G since I was like 16 years old mm. and hung out with them a lot over the years. And so they were like, yeah, Dylan's you know, a good person to do this. And so I ran this like hard goods testing program over the New Zealand winter for a couple of seasons where they'd send down um, prototype boards, boots, bindings, um, and I'd hook up a bunch of local Wanaka, Queenstown crew, 
and you know they ride the boards you get to get you get weekly feedback and send all this stuff back to burden and you know whether it's like a uh, a new shape or um, using a different material in the board mm. or uh, you know just something different or the bindings you know there, there's a lot of like um, <clears throat> endurance testing I guess for like yeah. a, a, a new type of plastic on a binding or something you know to see if it breaks or not some shit would break straight yeah. away and so they know it's not going to work and some shit was really good you know we um we tested like the first round of burden stepping bindings oh yeah back then um that was around 04 05 I think um and they never actually they didn't get released in the end but yeah. they were actually pretty good I remember riding them I've I used to, I rode them for like half a season, mm. like a stepping setup, you know. Right, and it took them a while to actually release. Yeah, well, they've only just been is, released last year. Yeah, like the yeah. step arms. Spy's a big fan. Yeah, a few yeah. people are. I, yeah. yeah, and so, but yeah, like we were testing that shit, you know, fucking mm. fifteen years ago. Man, and, right. Yeah. So that kind of gives you an idea of the scope of what they're actually doing with the R&D. Yeah, totally. So, they were big. They were big on R&D, mm, for sure. And JG still sends you boards mm. every now and then. Every now and then, I do, so, yeah. I had a, I, a, they sent me a, a board last winter, like super rad, like a new shape for the like Burton family tree. Well, that's awesome. Like quiver, which was, yeah, which is, yeah, and it's pretty cool. Mm. You know, and then, and that kind of led me to um, design Mm. and product design which I ended up um, doing kind of a, an apprenticeship you'd say with um, Huffer Huffer yeah right so yeah. Huffer boys like uh, Steve Dunstan who won an early snowboarder you know yeah, yeah, early 90s silence dude yep. yep Queenstown like fucking seasons in mm. Queenstown overseas seasons like and so he was one of the founders of Huffer, uh, yeah. along with um, a guy called Dan Buckley, another good friend of mine. Ripping skateboard. Yeah. 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 Total fucking creative genius. Mm. And yeah, amazing skateboarder. Yeah. And like a real super cool guy. I still like, I'm still pretty good, still good friends with both of those guys. Um, but, and then they kind of invited, they sponsored me. And then they kind of, and you know, and they, something that people probably seen Huffer today like don't realise at all is the first things they made were like snowboard jackets and snowboard pants yeah because they were really prominent in that time in like skateboarding and snowboarding like I, I've yeah still, yeah I've, and I've, skating they were, they were a skate and a snowboard brand I've still got like, my Huffer snowboard jacket from the mid 2000s I think it was a circle one Mike yeah Steve yeah Ferguson yeah sick one yeah and it was fucking awesome for the time man like, yeah yeah and they had yeah Steve Ferguson was in there and he was kind of he was kind of he was before me and he was helping them mm. he was this he was kind of their snow dude yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah and he was giving them you know like all this like rider input towards them making outerwear mm. you know and that and he's become you know he's, he's like fully like and he's run several you know he's like fully immersed in fucking nz fashion and stuff yeah, too yeah um yeah and then so i kind of came in after steve when he'd mm. kind of he'd kind of moved away from snowboarding and was doing other things and dan 
Dan was like, yo, like, come on board, like, you know, can help us out with some input for our outerwear. And and I, I just, I, I was like, yeah, sure, like, fucking, that'll be rad. And just kind of jumped in the deep end, you know, and, mm. and started just helping out, giving my input into, you know, what I, how, what, what you needed and, and outerwear and, and, you know, yeah. style and, and then, and I really enjoyed it and I kind of just stayed in there and ended up basically, um, becoming like the designer for their outerwear range, which we called, we kind of put it to the side for a minute there and called it half a function yep and so we we had like a snowboard outerwear range like a couple of pairs of pants um like two or three jackets um a down and we, and and then and we also had like the classic down was in mm. that capsule and that already been doing down for a little bit on on kind of like a mellow level mm. And so we had the, yeah, the classic down was in there. We did like a ride down jacket, like a waterproof down jacket. And so, yeah, and that was like, fuck, man, really cool. And I was really excited and about... Yeah, we squad too. Was learning. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then we, and we had a team, you know, and like, yeah. and which was real cool because I was like suddenly on the other side of the fucking board table. Yeah. You know, like yeah. having having team riders and being able to like you know mm. try and look after them and fucking hook them up and yeah so we had rmb yeah the man fucking roland like S- still going now oh yeah like just a yeah all round fucking great guy fucking um rob mitchell fucking was on the team another like really fucking talented dude skates no surf oh yeah yeah, yeah like total ripper yeah real funny can get a little bit ruckus <laughs> in a fun yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had, he had an alter ego, was it Russ or something? Yeah, and, yeah, like yeah. fucking so funny, like real, real good dude. Um, Christian Phillip, another triple threat dude, eh? Yeah, yeah. He didn't he go and compete? Fucking with... amazing skater. Yeah, he yeah. he he did. He placed really well on like that international Ultimate like border thing. Yeah. Yeah, against like surf snow skate Omar Hassan and all those other yeah. dudes. Yeah, I think he got like top three one year. That's insane. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Maybe even, yeah, like, yeah, fucking ripper. And now I've seen, has um, become a f- photographer, like wicked skate photographer. Oh, sick. As well as still ripping himself. Oh, he'll have the eye for it. For yeah, sure, yeah, eh? totally. Because he's got the eye, you know, mm. like, so. Ferret. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Another one of the Plague Boys. Ferrati, yeah. who was, yeah, super cool. Little ripper. Um, Hayley Holt. Haley Holt, yeah. yeah. Mel Simmons. Oh, Mel Simmons was on. Yeah, yeah. Too. She was on the team for a bit. Yeah, Rad. yeah. So, so it was cool. So we had this little squad, and then we came up with this like half a house of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the deal with the house of horrors? Oh, it was basically like just like a a team get together, but and those guys, you know what they were so good at was like marketing mm. and like being you know putting the brand out there and and. You know, they were pretty forward mm. in their ideas with on um, how they did that and, yeah. and a little bit fucking outside the square as well. Mm. And so House of Horrors was like this um, webisodes, you know, like so we'd make some episodes to go online and we'd have like a team trip for like two weeks and we'd try and film like three or four episodes. So and and we called it House of Horrors, and so we kind of had this like funny theme, you know, and we'd get like the graphic designers involved, and mm. they'd do some like rad graphics, and yeah, 
Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, that was like real fun, real fun. I think it's another thing I'm going to have to try and search out along with the community project, House of Horrors. Yeah, yeah, they they were funny. Like we tried to like make them kind of funny. Like I kind of probably cringe at some of that shit, but Mm. you know. And but the other thing was, it was actually we weren't trying to, you know, do like eighty foot jumps and go heli skiing because we weren't doing that. We were just riding the resource, so it was just about. It was just like this is what we do, you know, you like and, you and your friends. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Which and it was kind of a little bit before mm. people just were doing that, yeah. like oh. Instagram stories, bro and boarding. Because yeah. you guys had the bro boarding t shirt too. Yeah, 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 we had the bro and yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that t shirt. Yeah, it was sick. Um, I do remember the one thing I remember from the House of Horrors was um, they, Andy Kinley. They towed Andy Kinley into that huge jump at Remarks, and he overshot it by fuck knows how much like way up to flat oh yeah, dude they, yeah that was gnarly left like a crater in the fucking oh ground oh my god shit. I was fucking freaking out because we yeah we built this like step up mm. to the quarter pipe and then it over the quarter pipe yeah and fucking Andy was like yo guinea pig and we were like you gotta go real fast he <laughs> 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 probably went like two times as fast as like you needed to go and he, oh man and I, I we were all standing there and it was like it was like one of those slow motion moments where you're like <laughs> and just see him flying over and starting to like Fuck. fall back that's the last we seen of that dude oh my god <laughs> holy shit and he got winded so bad like mm. and I, I was like fuck I've killed him I've killed Andy <laughs> <laughs> But he was all right. Mm. And I just saw Andy the other day. He's, he's another, like... Oh, is he, he's back around Yeah, he's back in town. He's, like, lives in... He's been living up in Taha, I think. But yeah. he's, um... Yeah. And, then, yeah, another fucking all-around nice guy and super ripper as well. Yeah, rock-solid ripper, eh? All right, Dill, uh, that's my notes exhausted, so we're going to roll on to our enders now. Favourite writer? I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to, like, go from the beginning... Um, well, first off, my brother, Seamus, like, fucking the man, um, you know, inspiration to start it all, but, um, yeah, and then, and then I, yeah, Terrier, man, like, fucking, just, just the man, like, yeah. style, way of writing, Thing and there. Subject Harkinson, you know, my favourite video, for sure, like, still, I still watch it, like, right. really fucking groundbreaking, like, yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah shocked the world when that came out. Yeah, just so. just innovation and you know and and the mix back then you know and that's what riding that's what snowboarding is coming back to mm. the you know freestyle and free riding. Yeah, you know freestyle in the mountains. Yeah, you know not in parks. Yeah, not in pipes like freestyle in the mountains like and that's you know that's the the core of snowboarding really. Yeah. Uh, favorite mountain that's another hard one <laughs> well, they, they all kind of end up being hard ones I know is it a, well uh, if I if I said my favorite mountain no I, I have snowboarded there Black Peak Black Peak and Wanaka sick yeah. I mean that's one that you look at the whole time be like man imagine if yeah yeah thing. and I have I have been howling up there a few times and it's fucking real nice but sick. yeah yeah Black Peak and second triple cone a uh, favorite board Oh, these are these are hard, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, that changes every year, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the balance. I rode the balance for a lot of years, like the 
the from like the the early like Harkin. I didn't ride the sword, but from like the, the cat mm. through to the whole balance series. Yeah, sick. Um, also like the fucking the T Rice, one of the original like T Rice Libtex. Sick. C two. Mean. Banana Magic. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot. And then last year I rode like a fucking a Salomon board. Um, which was actually fucking really sick as well, like the Bodie Merrill. Oh right. Um, well, oh the Ultimate Ride. So, yeah, man. real nice board. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, best board that changes. Like, mm. oh, I mean, this this day and age, there really is something for everyone. Yeah, totally. Now. It's totally pretty cool. I think we just answered this one before. Favorite video part. Yeah, yeah, probably probably subject Harkinson, you know, yeah. or like even like and you know I'm going back old school, man. The garden, yes, like oh man, that was yeah, yeah, super sick. Like the the opening section of that is like Chet Thomas and Terrier, like mm. skating snow, like yeah, Primus and yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. that's sick. Favorite gig, favorite gig, fuck, I don't know, like man, that that's hard. i've been to a lot when i was growing up in auckland Mm. as a teenager we 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 went to a lot of gigs fucking nirvana beastie boys holy shit you got to see nirvana yeah yeah like sonic youth primus fugazi so yeah that that's 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 real hard fucking big day outs like rage against the machine yeah right fucking tall iggy pop like yeah dude i'm countless just... countless amounts and then like yeah like fucking us open like big pun and <laughs> <laughs> fat joe yeah right and then another year they had um fucking capadonna and ghostface killer and slick rick Fuck like hell. in like a little bar that's in vermont heavyweight yeah dude like crazy fuck sorry i'm still tripping the fact you've seen nirvana live that's fucking yeah wild. yeah I, yeah like, uh, fav- favorite city oh man i'm you know man i've been to a lot of cities a lot of cities actually like the the <clears throat> amongst all the travel we actually weren't in big cities all the time like mm. i have been to london or fucking new york was crazy like mm. amazing but um man, I'd, I'd almost just have to say auckland auckland yeah it's where Same. i'm from it's where i grew up it's you know so. Fucking Auckland's a, a a cool city, man. Like, it gets a bad rap down here, but it's actually yeah, all right. it does. It does mm. get a bad rap, but fucking dude, West Coast, Muriwai Beach, fucking you know, and then like the the city itself, like yeah, fucking heaps of cool skate spots, heaps of cool people. Uh, favorite track? Okay, <laughs> can I can I name two? You can name two. <laughs> Method. Yep. Backside one eighty. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, favorite board graphic. Hmm. Oh, unit. Unit. The yeah. Koru? No, not the Koru. No, which the, one? The unit man. Oh, is that the Quentin Robbins model? Yeah, sick for sure. Rad man. Best ever. I'd love to find one of those. Eh? Oh, I know. I bet. Mm. I wonder where those are. And then, and actually, you'll be stoked on this. But the year, that year that we did the little trip with like Quentin, around um. In Japan, yep. Miyoko, we all went to, um, in Japan, they have these fucking rad stores and it's like, um, it's like construction workers clothing mm. or something. 
you know and so it's and and it's like not expensive and so we and we all went and bought like like these fucking rad like um flap caps Sick. like caps with like you know they're like fur lined fake fur lined and fleece lined and quentin had all these iron-on patches Unit ones, yeah, yeah. Oh, and so we all like made our own like unit hats. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking guy, Alty stole my one. Guy, guy. What the fuck, I hope you better still have that hat. Holy shit! Because fucking that's probably my favourite hat ever. But mm. I don't mind that guys wearing it. That's 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 all good. But mm. yeah, but that graphic's so good. Like mm. red eyes. Yeah, the fucking <laughs> hands up. <laughs> Best method? Fucking Denny B actually has got a really good method. Denny Bevan? Yeah, so. Denny Bev. Terry A up there. I don't know, man. A lot of snowboarders have really good methods. And yeah, and I do, I definitely respect a good method. It's a, yeah. you know, and there, there's like, there's different variations too, mm. which is kind of cool about yeah. it. There's like the, there's the back scratcher, fucking Aaron Jameson. Yeah. You know, someone who I haven't talked about much, but fucking so such a ripper. Like he had the best like back scratcher one. Yeah. Um, you know, Harkin had like the fucking side out tweak. Yeah. Which is kind of how I like to do them. Mm. Um. Oh yeah, and you know, and everybody's got their own version of a good method, but yeah. it's a, a method's a method. You know, it's, mm. it's hard to beat. Yeah, I'll say. And final bonus question: What's the secret to a good method? <laughs> um, the secret to a good method is fucking. Firstly, like probably, probably like going backside. Yeah. Rather than a straight jump. Yeah. I think, I think you're gonna you're gonna get the best method off like a a backside hipper or a backside side hit. Yeah, you know, um, fucking get the pop, and then just yeah, fucking tweak the shit out of it basically mm. as as much as you can, yeah. whichever way you like to do it, and and then and yeah, and but it's all about the the tweak and holding that for a bit, and then bringing it back around, and you're still holding the grab, and then. Stompy Chan, you know, mm. that's a method. There we go. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dylan. Have we got any uh, shout outs and props to give before we bounce? Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, and I fucking to tell you the truth, I, I I'm I I don't even know how to do it. I'm just I'm just gonna reel off some fucking names. Yeah, right. Because there's, yep. you know, I've talked about people, but there's so many people. So many people that, you know, also deserve, like, the respect and fucking... Because they're all part of it. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where to start. What do we go? Fucking... Seamus Guy. Fucking Danny Meyer. Steen. Philly Erickson. Spy. Ewan. Heige. Yeah. Ollie Brunton. Quentin. Ollie Burke, Rion, Kazu, uh, Ants, Steve Dunstan, fucking Brad Plamis, Cooney Crew, you know, like Dan Fountain, uh, Matt Grube, Dazza Dempsey, Hazza, Alona, Alex McDonald, 
Dino and Haley, fucking all the Wanaka crew, you know, Westcott, Tom Smiley, Nick Burke. Oh, there's there's so many. All mm. the yeah. Just too many too many too many names really. Um multiple more amounts of people but and you know, and to me snowboarding is snowboarding. I fucking love going snowboarding, but mm. a big part of it is the the community mm. and the culture around yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And 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 where it's come from, fucking you know, it's come from it's come from skateboarding, from surfing, from mountain people, fucking hip hop, punk rock. Yeah. You know, and and all these people doing like real creative shit, you know, mm. on the other side of things when they're not snowboarding, filmmaking, photography, design, you know, fucking mm. building and, you know, everything. Like it all it all comes together into this big boiling pot and and it's just like the community that is built around that mm. is just real fucking cool. And yeah. that's you know, that's the reason why we all do it. Yeah. As well. Yeah. As the just being up in the mountains and being fucking feeling free and you know, but it's mm. that it's that community that holds it together, I think. So Yeah. Yeah. Well thank you so much for your time, Dylan, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, bro. Hey. See you up at Cardi's. Yeah, I'll be behind the counter there somewhere. Hopefully at TC. <laughs> Not behind the counter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>